Welcome to the Defend the Fort podcast, a presentation of the Tiger Sports Network and Eagle Radio. The Defend the Fort podcast is brought to you by the Fort Hay State University Alumni Association. Hey, Tiger fans. Wow. You've outdone yourself. The largest fundraising campaign in university history was a huge success. Not only did the Journey campaign reach their ambitious five-year goal of $100 million, they surpassed it by $12 million, and they couldn't have done it without all of you. So on behalf of Tiger Nation, thank you for your generosity and for changing the lives of deserving students at Fort Hayes State. Go Tigers! Well, good crowd filling in another great student section here tonight to get ready to watch this one, Fort Hay State and Nebraska Kearney. And uh, what was talked about a little bit this week, is this the ri- a rivalry game for Fort Hay State? Um, maybe not to the level of Pitt, Washburn, and Emporia, but it's pretty darn close. Of course, in the RMAC days, it was the rival. But the last two, they've come down to the wire. Tigers won by six here in 19, need a double overtime in Kearney. It kind of has that rivalry feel once again. Yeah, it does. And if you're Nebraska Kearney, John mentioned this before, you've never forgot about Fort Hayes. This is still, still their rival. So if your opponent believes that they are your rival, you better play to that mentality because they are going to. Kearney will. Fort Hayes' defense is going to be onto the field first, and they've got to force a turnover. Six turnovers in four games, and that doesn't get it done in this league. You've got to give your op- your team an opportunity to score and do so without needing to drive a long field. And zero interceptions for that secondary. Our opening kickoff is presented by Simpson Farm Enterprises. New and pre-owned sprayers and parts. Visit SimpsonFarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises, Ransom Hayes, Great Ben Beloit, and Grand Island, Nebraska. We are ready to go. The Tigers will be kicking off. Nebraska Kearney will be going from our right to left. That is south to north here at Lewis Field, which is another big crowd, and we are underway. High end-over-end kick off the foot of Parker Janke, taken to the five-yard line, up the side, 10 to the 20. There's a room to the 25. Big collision, no flags, and the Lopers are going to bring it out to about the 28. Hunter Brown, the Tiger, in there on special teams coverage, but Nebraska Kearney's going to get pretty good field position here. They're going to say he stepped out of the 27-yard line. That is where Nebraska Kearney will have their first possession of the day, and they're led by their quarterback, T.J. Davis, MIAA freshman of the year in 2019. Second team all-conference is an all-purpose back. Leads the conference in points responsible for. Leads in rushing. Also leads in rush touchdowns. He'll line up in the shotgun. Four down linemen for the Tigers. They're going to play action. It's a stretch play near side. Davis pitches it late. Turning the corner at the 30 and pushed out of bounds at about the 35 for Nebraska Kearney. As the tackle was made by Will White, that was Xavier Delk, a wide receiver, who got the run that time, lined up in the backfield, and they're going to give him progress to the 32, and it's a gain of five on first down. Remember what I talked about, doing your job? Three Fort Hayes Tigers did not do their job. They went with the flow of the offensive line instead of playing responsibility on the quarterback and running back you have to play and it's used a lot assignment football that is imperative handoff to Sealy cuts to the right then he gets wrapped up by Dalton Kuhn carries the pile forward that was actually a, a different lineman in there for Fort Hay State on that tackle Wyatt that was Wyatt Seidel yeah grabbed him got carried a couple of yards is going to bring up third down and short about third and one they're going to mark it at the 36 yard line on a gain of four well that's because Seidel tackled him up high he'd really have another option because right. that's how he was getting blocked but he was the one that slowed 
slowed him down. Good job on gang tackling. But this is exactly the situation that Nebraska Kearney wants because third and one has the entire playbook open for a dual-threat quarterback. 54% on third down this year. Hard count by the quarterback, Davis. Now they look to the sideline left. Two receivers to his right, Cody Nelson and Xavier Delk. Sealy the running back. In fact, they've got two of them back there. Also Montrez Jackson. There's a snap. They give it. Nope. Keeper by Davis. Hit in the backfield, and he's going down. Seidel grabs him and brings him down at the 30. It's a tackle for loss. It'll be a loss of six, and the Tigers will force the Lopers to punt on fourth down. Playing your responsibility. The defensive end is supposed to go after the quarterback, and he trusted that whoever was supposed to have the two running backs would do their job, and they did. So there was nowhere for the quarterback to pitch the ball to because everybody did their assignment. Picture perfect for the Tigers. Loss of six. They're going to mark it to 31, so a five-yard loss. Here's the punt from Hunter Krause. It's a high, booming kick, backpedaling, and making the fair catches out of Schremer. And let's see where they mark his progress to the 20-yard line. So that was a beautiful punt, a 49-yard punt, but the four-day state defense forces a three and out. And now the Tigers will get their first possession at their own 20. 12.55 to go here in quarter number one. Scoreless at Lewis Field. Big homecoming crowd here for Fort A. State, Nebraska, Kearney, as you would expect. Now, fantastic job on four running plays against the top, well, top running team in the MIAA and third in the country. First and ten Tigers. Of course, they're led by their quarterback, Chance Fuller. He'll line up in the shotgun. Adrian Soto, second consecutive start. Starts on his left side. Now moves to his right. Play action. Fuller throws. Slam pattern. And Manny Ramsey dropped it. He had a first down and one man to beat for a touchdown. And he may have taken his eye off the ball. Darius Swanson was the guy in coverage. But uh, Ramsey was in had inside leverage. And if he catches that, and he normally does, it's a, t- it's a big play for sure, maybe a touchdown. Slant route, and that's one that Manny Ramsey will be the first to admit that he should have caught. Looked like he took his eye off in the last minute. Now they're going to switch up in a secondary for the second and down and 10 play. Empty backfield for Fuller. Three receivers right, two left. Chance takes the snap, throws an out pattern, and he's off. And all of a sudden, two incomplete passes, and four-day states looking at third down and 10. Well, in so, that time, it was a late blitz. Three down linemen that... Carney blitz two linebackers, and so Chance went with his hot read, which is Manny running that short out. Chance had time. His offensive line picked the blitz up. Again, trust the guys around you. Works on offense, too. Deontay Crutchfield in for the first time this year. He broke a finger in preseason camp. He's a speedy wide receiver out of Muskogee, Oklahoma. In for the first time this year. Fuller straight drop back in the pocket. Going downfield, and it's going to be incomplete. He was looking for Crutchfield, who was very well defended by Jalen Perkins. So the Tigers three passes three incompletions and after creating a three and out they go three and out themselves and will punt it back to nebraska carney well how fitting is it that the two teams play to their strengths and neither team gets a first down off of said strength 
Well, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. This is a wacky series. Again, the last two games have been down to the wire. Tigers won 37-31 and 19, won in double overtime up in Kearney. Here's a punt off the foot of uh, Sasson and gets a decent roll. It'll be caught and fair ca- uh, caught at the 45-yard line. So just a 36-yard punt, and Nebraska Kearney will get better field position than what they started with. They're going to have it at their own 45, and we have a timeout. Time out of the field comes with 12.35 to go in quarter number one. Fort A. State, Nebraska, Kearney, scoreless on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Tonight's first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. Bud Light for the fans. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light today, and remember to always drink responsibly. Hey, they do more than just run numbers and file taxes at Adams Brown. They work hard to become strategic allies. Adams Brown, strategic allies, and CPAs. No score. Each team has had one possession. Each team has gone three and out so far. What is the last time you've seen a just absolutely capacity student section? I mean, they are standing in the stairways because there's not enough room. I don't know if I've seen a student section like this, they, e- even the Northwest game two yeah, years ago. And they were, they've been good all year, but this is by far the best. It is a great, great atmosphere tonight. First and ten lopers, their second possession starts at their own 45. Davis is going to keep it. Tigers stretch him to the edge, and he only gets a yard. Good close there by Chiman, pressed into the 46. Davis just tried to stretch it to the corner, and then when he tried to turn up field, Preston ducked him out of bounds. They give him about a half of a yard to the 46. Well, and I think John will be able to chime in on this at some point, but when you have a running quarterback, the whole goal is to get at least one offensive lineman to the second level. Get somebody up to the linebackers to spring them free, and so far the four down defensive linemen are doing their job and keeping the offensive line engaged. Miles Benjes mentioned that this week. The front four big today. Tigers almost go with five down linemen. There's a crease and almost a touchdown run for the running back, Damian Kearns. Jimon Preston saved the day. He had a huge hole around the between right guard and right tackle. Kristalovitz and Hulk. And Preston made a stop of the 46. And he picked up eight. Now it's third down and one. Yeah, Kristolovic is the one that got to the next level, and so he was able to occupy a linebacker to create that hole. Lopers had third and one on their first possession, and then Wyatt Seidel got a tackle for a loss. What do they get here? Third down and one from the Tiger 46-yard line. It's going to be a handoff up the middle. They stuff him. It's going to be close. He's going to have the first down by maybe the nose of the football. Good stop by Miles Menjus, the linebacker filling the gap, but Kearns was able to get just enough, just past the 45, and a Nebraska Kearney first down, the first for either team here today. Nebraska Kearney has yet to go to the air, but it was the motion of the wide receiver, Michael Koch, who came left to right, and it just shifts the eyes long enough for the running back to get that extra half yard. And I mean, he got it by the length of a football. Three receivers here to the left side. Cook and also there is Cody Nelson. Here comes the first pass play. All sorts of time. They go deep down the middle, and it's going to be caught for a touchdown. What a pass. That was really good coverage by Jaqueline Brown, but it was caught by Kylan Herrera. His second career touchdown. That was a beautifully thrown ball. The first pass of the game. Jaqueline Brown was all over the receiver who made a great catch. You you can't give inside leverage. That's what Davis saw deep down on that post route, but then also no pressure on Davis at all. He was able to hang out in the backfield and just 
set his feet, step into the throw, and really launch it and put a lot of air underneath of it. Extra point is good from Junior Gonzalez. So the Lopers strike first with 11.01 to go here in quarter number one. 7-0 Nebraska Kearney, and we have a timeout. We'll take the break here along the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Five-yard touchdown pass from T.J. Davis. That is his sixth touchdown. He has only thrown one interception this season. And not quite as long as he had a 47-yard pass completion earlier this year. His second longest completion of the season. And it's 7-0 Nebraska Cardi, who's had to come from behind in their last three wins. Well, see what happens now they have the lead. Yeah, one of the things about Fort Hay State this year, too, Gerard, is that they have not responded well to adversity in their two losses. It seems to have taken them off their course quickly. This is early in the game, but how does Fort Hay State respond? Carney without their kickoff man, Kyle Failing, Junior Gonzalez will do the kick, and it's taken by Soto at the goal line, gets hit at the 20, stays on his feet, 21, maybe the 22 along the near numbers. So they got a hand on him, slowed him up, and Fort Hay State's going to have it about their own 22-yard line. They went three and out on three incomplete passes on their opening possession, and now they'll start at their own 23 is where they're going to mark the football, and obviously Fort Hay State trying to do something offensively so far no yards well the hottest hand in the miaa running the football the last two weeks has been adrian soto and he did not touch the ball on the first series he is lined up now as a wide receiver that'll be an empty backfield two receivers near one of them is soto two to the far but the tight end now soto will line up in the backfield to the right of fuller and adrian gets the carry has a bit of a crease bounces off a defender across the 25 and up to about the 29 delante dickey makes the tackle but a good strong run he didn't have a big room a big crease to run through but a big enough one to pick up seven second down and three and you don't need a big crease for adrian soto you need a crease he, for soto is, his vision is so good he will get the yards one of the best four day state has had in quite some time to find just a little bit of a crease and take advantage of it. Now Ramsey will come in motion from left to right, right to left. He'll line up over the slot. There's the snap, fuller with time. Now being flushed from the pocket. He's going to have some running room, and he lowers his shoulder. Boy, that's a big, vicious hit at the 36. He gets up. He has the first down. He collided with Will Landsman. You may remember his brother Trey, who played both football and basketball. Landsman the tackle, but a strong run to the 36 and a first down for Fort A State. All right, so Chance Fuller's either now going to be back into this ball game and maybe play like the chance we've seen before, <laughs> or he's not going to run again. Soto lines up to his right. Two receivers right side, one left. There's the snap play action. Fuller dumps it out. Ramsey has it in the flat. 35-40, then gets spun around and taken down to the 43. They're going to mark it to the 44. Darius Swanson, the tackle, but a gain of eight. They put Ramsey in motion, and he catches it in the near flat and gets eight yards on first down. Well, you like the way that the offensive line is giving Chance an opportunity to survey the field. Now, there was no surveying to do there, and it is in a complete line change for Nebraska. Kearney, they send four defensive linemen out. They go three down linemen, and they bring in a nickelback now as uh, Darius Swanson comes in. They'll go three-man, four-man, and five-man front. Great surge on the snap. There's Soto. Tries to cut to the outside. Gets hit. Tackle. No, he stays on his feet. Breaks the tackle. Has a first down across the 50 to the Loper 49. Will Lansman the tackle. They grabbed him, but he stuck out of the hand grab and gets it to the 48, they're going to say. So that'll be a gain of eight yards and a first and ten for Fort A. 
K-State now in Loper territory. And we had our first Vashon Waiters sighting as well during that play as he was at the quarterback spot. Don't forget, he can run yes. pretty well, and so it took some eyes off of Soto. Three receivers here to the near side. Crutch, or make that uh, Bama's here. Crutchfield is in there, and Manny Ramsey here to the near side. Butkey tied end to the lefts. Soto the running back, Fuller takes the snap, rolls right, has room to run, lowers, he dives again. Instead of sliding, he's diving. You can hit the quarterback when he does that. They're going to mark his knee down to the 44, a gain of four, but make that a gain of two. They mark it at the 46, second down and eight. A little scary when he dives head first like that. Hunt, uh, it was Hunter Butkey that secured the edge for him to cut back up, but this secondary for Nebraska Kearney has been very good. There has been very little open since that slant pass that the Tigers dropped on the first series of their uh, day. Alex Schramer in there. He's a wide receiver far to the left along with Ramsey. Crutchfield here to the near side. Handoff Soto. Not a lot of room. They grab him at the 45. He carries him to the 44. He's wrapped up by Blake Schroeder and, and makes that tackle for a short gain of two. So now it's going to bring up a third down and six for Fort A. State. They're down seven to nothing. Lopers went three and out. Tigers went three and out. Then Carney got a 45-yard touchdown pass on their last possession. Now Fort A. State has picked up a couple of first downs. They're in Loper territory but face third and six. So far this year, Fort A. State 53%, fourth best in the conference, tenth best in the country on third down conversions. And now we got a timeout. That play clock was down to eight, and Fort A. State's going to burn the first of their three timeouts here in the first half. Yeah, I think I think by lineup that uh, Fort Hay State was hoping to catch Carney out of position because the wide receivers were no more than two yards off of the tackles and tight ends each side. So I think they're hoping to catch Carney out of alignment and then run the play. And when they didn't, it was an opportunity to go ahead and take the timeout. But that last play, the only reason Adrian Soto didn't get six yards uh, instead of the two that he got, Shane Henderson will, for Nebraska Carney, he's a defensive uh, lineman, will get no credit for the tackle being made. But he got past the offensive line, and it took two of the offensive linemen to kick him out. And so instead of one of the two Tigers able to get to that next level, that's where the tackle happened. It doesn't take a lot of disruption, but if you can just throw the timing off, it makes all the difference in the world. 7-0 Loper, 7-19 to go here in quarter number one. Northwest Missouri State leads 23-7 at home against, or excuse me, Missouri Western leads 23-7 over Northwest Missouri State tonight in St. Joe. 7-0 Lopers here, 7-19 to go first quarter. Third down and six. Fort A. State from the Kearney 44-yard line. Two receivers bunched here to the right, Schremer to the left, shotgun snap to Fuller, delayed blitz, he throws, it's caught by Butkey, breaks off a tackle but can't get a first down. He's brought down to the 41, he's going to be about three yards short. Blake Bubach makes that tackle, and now it's fourth down and three for the Tigers at the 41, he gains three, and we'll see what Fort A. State does here. You'd figure they're going to go for it. Too far for a field goal. They're going to bring in a second tight end, Hayden Wiltfong. Soto will leave. Butkey and Crutchfield, or make that Butfield, and Birchfield will be to the far side of the formation. And now we get timeouts. Lopers were caught napping. They were trying to make a line change once again. So they're allowed to be able to bring in substitutions because Fort Hay State made an offensive substitution. But the guys that came on for Carney 
didn't tell anybody that they needed to go off. They had 14 guys on the field. That's an advantage, <laughs> big advantage. for now, the other team. Now, five of them were facing the sideline <laughs> trying to get right. off the field, but yeah, Cardi had to burn that timeout. Tigers not late in getting their unit in, but uh, that substitution, that's one of the rules. You have to let the defense at least substitute, but they were trying to bring in a bunch of linemen. They didn't move real fast. Let's go to John, a hayes Kalon sideline update. John, there are people surrounding the new fence around here at Lewis Field Stadium. What a crowd. Yeah, it's an absolutely packed house today, and the side on the west side, the reserve side is filled up. We've seen it kind of spacey, spacey, uh, spacey a little bit uh, the first week of the year, but yeah, there are people everywhere here it's a great homecoming crowd and again it's really loud down here sideline <laughs> updates brought to you by hayes kalon the green grass you want in the spring starts by spraying this fall here we go now the tigers are going to punt so they acted like they were going to go for it instead they bring in the punter ethan sausage takes the snap he's going to try to pin him deep high and end over end fair catch is called for at the eight yard line so a good punt 36 yards but it pins the Lopers deep. 6.34 to go here in quarter number one. And Nebraska Cardi's going to start at their own nine-yard line. The Lopers on top seven to nothing, thanks to a 45-yard touchdown pass from T.J. Davis to Kylan Henman in that first, last drive. Had there not been a timeout called, I believe that would have been Chance Fuller punting the football. Probably so. So the Lopers have it inside their tent. See if the Tigers can get a stop. They forced a three and out on Carney's first possession. T.J. Davis there, the running back, is Montrez Jackson. Gets the carry, bounces to the outside. Will White hits him, and then he gets some help from his teammates at the 11, a short gain of two. Jordan Starks was in on that play. Keon Clark was in on that play. Also coming in to help out for Fort Hayes State. Uh, they had a bunch of them there. It was Nazir Mallory. Mallory took care of the left tackle, Cooper Reese, who's 305 pounds, and he made Cooper Reese stand straight up in his stance, and so there was nowhere for the running back to go. Mallory had a sack a week ago, really at two. They didn't credit him with a second one, ruled it a straight run by the quarterback, which was not a good call. Here's a delay, a draw play by the quarterback, Davis, and the Tigers bottle him up. One-yard gain to the 12. Now some extracurricular. Yeah, by with two Xavier, of the Lopers. Xavier Delk and Jimon Preston getting into it. Short gain of one. He ran into that interior, hit hard by Keon Clark once again, who... Was moved to the offensive line. Now he's starting on the defensive line. Now it's third down and seven for the Lopers from their own 12. That was both Xavier Delk and then Monteras Jackson who were in the ball game, and both of them were way after the whistle. Uh, still executing their block, I think, is the way that I need to say this. Lopers one for two for third downs today. Three receivers right, tied down here to the left side. That's Thomas Twos. There's the snap. It's going to be a keeper. Davis turns the corner. Now he's bottled up, breaks the tackle. He's going to get a first down to the 20. Seidel tried to wrap him up but couldn't do it. Finally, Miles Ben just does, but a scramble for just seven. And he gets the first down to give him eight yards to the 20-yard line. Well, it was one of my things I said before the game. You cannot allow what should be a two-yard gain turn into a six- or more-yard gain, and that's what happened. That should have been no gain or a loss on the play. The Tigers missed two opportunities to take him down. First and ten Lopers leading 7 to nothing. They're at their own 20-yard line. There's a flea flicker. They pass it back. They're going to throw it deep downfield. A man is open. It's going to be caught. And a first down by 
by Cody Nelson all the way up to the 40-35 of Fort Hayes State. There's a flag. There is a flag. I thought I saw a flag on the line of scrimmage. This may be coming back. Uh, where it's at, it looks like an illegal uh, illegal procedure, but probably somebody not lining up. Uh, Dalton Seeley's acting like it's against Fort Hayes State. The Lopers are coming up. And it is. is. Yep. Offside. Number 56, defense. Penalties decline. Result of the play. First down. No wide side will lined up offside, so that'll be a first down. They're going to actually mark him at the 39-yard line, so that'll officially go down as a 41-yard pass. The old flea flicker. Seeley got the ball and then flipped it back to the quarterback, Davis, and the Tigers kind of bit on the run, and they're able to hit Cody Nelson, the junior out of Albion, Nebraska, and the Lopers in Tiger territory up 7-0. Three receivers bunched to the left. They're going to run it that way with Jackson. Tries to turn the corner. He does turn the corner. Then he's finally taken down to the 30. They're going to mark him the 29. That was Jaqueline Brown again saving the day, but a gain on the play of nine yards. They're going to say he's out of the 30. Second down and one. Well, and, and Gerard, we're getting to the point where it looks like Nebraska Kearney's playing cool, calm, and collected, and they're getting to do it exactly what they want. Fort Hayes State has not gotten themselves off the field on this drive when they had the opportunity and then did not convert on their first two drives. Lopers 4-0, ranked 12th in the country. Came from behind, scored in the final minute last week in Warrensburg to beat Central Missouri. Did it at home two weeks ago against Washburn. Overcame a 10-point halftime deficit in Pittsburgh. And they're a second-half team. Here's Davis, the quarterback, wanted to run the option. He opted to keep it, and three Tigers run him down, led by Nazir Mallory and Miles Menges. Loss on the play. We're going to give him progress to the 31, maybe. Not the 33. It's going to be a loss of about three yards to bring up a third down and four. You know how you get into the quarterback's head or how you know that you did is when the quarterback gets up and starts talking to a redshirt freshman from Claflin, Kansas, about how bad that didn't hurt. (laughs) I mean, it hurt pretty good. Three receivers split to the right side of the formation. Toes the tight end here to the near. Sealy the running back. He'll line up right of the quarterback, Davis. They play action. Davis rolls right, throws. He's got a man in the flat. It's caught right at the first down marker, and it's a first down. It was caught by Michael Cook, tackled immediately by Jordan Starks, but he's down to the 28-yard line, and he picks up a first down on a gain of five when they need a three. Well, and notice the difference in the routes for these first down runs. Nebraska Kearney is running their routes at the sticks or a yard short. Fort Hayes State did not get theirs because on six yards, they ran a three-yard route. Lopers lead at 7 nothing, and now driving once again. They're down to the Tiger 28-yard line with 2.42 to go here in quarter number one. Three receivers again near side. One of them is the tight end. Low snap taken by Davis. Tries to turn the right corner. Lowers his shoulder. Runs into Jimon Preston and carries the pile down to about the 24-yard line. Picks up about three, maybe four. They're going to mark him at the 25, so a three-yard gain. And it brings up second down and seven for UNK. And they were three and out of their first possession. Tigers had three incomplete passes, and then the Lopers got a 45-yard touchdown pass. And remember, the big play here was a 41-yard flea flicker that got the ball inside Tiger territory. Well, an eight-yard run on third and seven when the Tigers should have tackled him for a loss. Three receivers left side. Davis dropping back to pass. Has time. Now being flushed. He's bottled up. Breaks the tackle. One-on-one in the mid-space area. Breaks it again. Angles here to the near side. Gets a block and then slides at the 23. Right at the, or at the 18. Right at the first down marker. Tigers had two, maybe three chances to bring him down. Couldn't do it. He scrambles to the 17. It's a first down. Well, and this 
is what makes him so good, is able to improvise and get something out of it. But you have to get off the field because what the Nebraska Kearney has done is effectively killed the first quarter. There's a minute and a half to go in this first quarter. Lead at 7-0. They had some long scoring drives. Double-digit plays, five, six minutes in the closing minutes. They're doing it here late in the first quarter, leading seven to nothing. Two receivers bunched to the right, one to the left. They're going to hand it off to Jackson. Cuts near side. Actually, that is uh, Kearns who got the carry. And the Tigers corral him. Ty Cooper there after a short gain to about the 17-yard line. So only a gain of one as we get set for the 11th play of this drive, which started back at their own nine-yard line. And now it's second down and nine for Nebraska Kearney. Clock rolling with one minute to go here in the first. Lopers up seven to nothing. Well, and Kearney is in absolutely no hurry yeah. to get plays in because they know they have Fort Hayes State on their heels. Zorian Stanton in as a wide receiver far side. Also over there is Kylan Herrera who caught the touchdown pass. Stiffened is in there as well. Snap back. Keeper by the quarterback. Boy, just a gigantic hole. The Red Sea parted for the quarterback who takes it all the way down to the four. Lake Heimerman saves a touchdown. That's a gain of 13. And it was just a huge hole up the middle. I mean, there wasn't a player within 10 yards of him. First and goal, Nebraska Kearney inside 30 seconds to go here in the first. They do not have to run a play to end this first quarter if they do not want and now they're in no big hurry. Clock no. is down to eight. They're not they, going to run nope, anything. They are not going to run anything. So the Lopers will have it first and goal when we return. Carney, after going three and out, has dominated the game ever since. Your first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. For the fans, enjoy an ice cold Bud Light today and remember to drink responsibly. We'll take a break. Second quarter next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Six, they ran eight more plays, had the ball for 10 minutes, 13 seconds. Fort A State, four minutes, 47 seconds. Lopers have it first and goal. They now try to punch it into that south end zone, leading seven to nothing. Kearns is in it running back. He'll line up right of Davis. Now come in motion to the near side. Quarterback draw for Davis. Tigers bottle him up and he's going to be brought down at the five yard line. Oh, he actually squirted through yeah. late and got it down to about the three, maybe the two. Boy, the Tigers had him bottled up. He squirted out of that pack and picks up a couple of yards. Second and goal now from the two. It's four times on this drive that the Tigers had him or an opportunity to tackle Davis behind the line of scrimmage. And, and it's easier said than done. I mean, right. T.J. Davis is really good. But out of those four times, you got to get him at least one of the times. They're going to mark him at the three, so he picks up one. This will be the 13th play of this drive, which started back at their own nine-yard line. Lopers up 7-0 early second quarter. Kearns into the right of the quarterback again. Now coming in motion is Cook. Keeper by Davis. He's going to get it right up the middle and into the end zone for a Loper touchdown. So a 13-play scoring drive, the three-yard run by T.J. Davis. And Nebraska Kearney now leads 13-0 with 14-12 to go in the second quarter. And, boy, Kearney, a type of team you can't afford to get too far behind. Tigers down two scores here early on. So now Junior Gonzalez will come in to kick the extra point. Grant Bushcutter is the holder. There's a good snap. The hold is down. The extra point is good. It is 14 to nothing. Nebraska Kearney 
on top of the Tigers. They didn't bring a huge gathering, but they brought a decent amount, and they're making some noise across the way as their Lopers have a two-touchdown lead here early on in this ball game. We have a timeout, 14-12 to go, quarter number two. Lopers 14, Tigers nothing. Back in one minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Out of fast delivery, it's the Taco Shop just east of campus on 8th Street, 785-625-7114, or use the handy Taco Shop app. The Taco Shop, you've never had it so good. Our second quarter presented by Budweiser, the great American lager. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud today, and remember to always drink responsibly. Adrian Soto and Alex Schremer back to receive this kickoff from Junior Gonzalez. He normally just does the extra point and field goals, but they're... New kickoff man, Kyle Failing is hurt. This one's fielded at the 7 by Soto. Runs into a couple of lopers at the 20. They spin him around and drop him at the 22-yard line. And a flag. Amir Abdullah was the guy who hit him first, and we'll see about the penalty marker on this play. And the flag is 15 yards yep. from where the play was. So that means a probably a hold or a block in the back that had absolutely nothing yep. to do with the play that you are now going to back your own team up with. And you're struggling offensively. Although the Tigers moved into Loper territory on their last possession but failed to score it. We'll find out from our lead referee here, man, uh, James Bookhart. During the return, illegal block in the back. Receiving team, number 33. 10-yard penalty from the end of the run. First down. Here is my two cents, Gerard, is that now Fort Hay State is into the cannot-mess-up stage of the game. And when you start playing like that, you tend to then start making mistakes by trying to do too much. And the Tigers have put themselves into that situation with nearly the entire second quarter to go. If you don't get something here, this can start to get out of hand quick. Ontario Birchfield, wide receiver far. Schremer and Manny Ramsey here to the near. Tigers from their own 13-yard line. They give to Adrian Soto. Not a lot of room as he stretches it around the right side. Gets it out to about the 16-yard line, and Adrian a little slow to get up. He was brought down by Shane Henderson. It's only a couple of yards. They're going to mark him at the 16-yard line, so about a yard, two and a half yards. We'll call it second down in a long seven for the Tigers. Well, right now, Nebraska Kearney does not fear a single thing that the Tigers are doing, running or throwing. Empty backfield. Now Soto, who lined up as a slot on the left side, will line up as a running back. They give to Soto. He's got a crease. Breaks a tackle. 25-30. Up the middle. 40 to the 45. And all the way inside Loper territory to the 48-yard line. Big time run from Adrian Soto of 36 yards and a first down for the Tigers. The dude is so different. There was no reason that that should have been anything more than a two-yard gain. Jonathan Zweiger, you should have had a great view of it there from behind the play. Yeah, you look at what Soto does. He's so elusive in the open field, and you're right. There was just a little bit of a scene, but give credit to the guys downfield blocking. I think the offensive line's playing pretty good. They just need some a uh, little bit here to pick it up. Tigers down to the Loper, 48 on a 36-yard run from Soto. Boy, not much of a crease. Broken arm tackle and he was running. Fuller dropping back to throw. He has time. He zings it near side. Oh my goodness! A big time hit as Birchfield dove for the ball. It was a violent collision. I'm surprised they're not a target but no target is called. No flags. And Birchfield popped right up. That looked vicious. He got him, I think, with his knee on the helmet. Actually, that was Manny Ramsey. That was Manny Ramsey, and that was a shoulder pad to the head is what that was. So incomplete. Boy, that could have been 
It was a dangerous play because Ramsey was completely exposed. All day to throw and And nowhere to throw it. Ramsey has a slot here to the left along with Crutchfield. Birchfield to the far side. Tight end is Budkey. He's going to stay in and block. They give it to Keelan Chapman back for the first time since week one. Chapman takes it inside the 45 to the 44. Tell Spees on the tackle. Short gain of four. And now the Tigers looking at third down and a long six here with 12.27 to go in the second quarter. Already trailing 14 to nothing. Tigers are 0 for 2 on third down so far. Third and 10, third and 6, and again, third and 6. Nebraska Carney put together a long 13-play scoring drive, and now we have a flag. This might be a sideline warning on the Tigers, or do the Lopers have too many no. on the field? Side judge dropped the flag. Sideline warning on Fort Hayes State coach. Yeah. First warning of the well, game. He's he's well, hot about the not there not being something for the, his receiver. Yeah. I mean that was a it was a we're fortunate Ramsey's back in there and okay. That was a violent hit and it was a shoulder pad, but it was head hunting, no doubt about it. Third down and six. Two receivers right, one left. Chapman the running back. Fuller takes the snap. He's going deep to the end zone. Near sideline for Crutchfield. In and out of his hands. He was open. He was open in the end zone, and he could not hold on to it. He has tremendous speed. He was able to burn the defensive back over there. And the catcher, but could not hold on to the ball, and it's incomplete in the end zone, and it's fourth down for the Tigers. Oh, they had the great play. They had a really good throw. But again, Dante, Deontay Crutchfield is not playing until tonight, and that one went right through his hands and incomplete. Beautiful ball. Oh, man. You, and in this game, in this league, you just you have to make that catch because now you're punting it away down 14-0. Yeah, that would have been a touchdown. It got, but you see the speed now, a punt from Sasa, not real high, end over end, bounces at the 20, takes a loper roll to the 22, and will be down there. That's only a 23-yard punt. And Nebraska Kearney already up 14 to nothing. He's going to get the ball here when we come back. 11.49 to go in quarter number two. 14-0 Lopers. It's a break along the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wharton, Burger Construction. Day State football brought to you by BTI, your John Deere dealer. Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. 14-0 Lopers. Tigers had a chance. A good throw from Fuller. Going for the home run ball in and out of the hands of Deontay Crutchfield in the end zone. And now the Lopers will take over their own 22. They put together a 13-play scoring drive on their last possession to go up 14 to nothing. This is a rather critical series in this game with 11.49 to go in the second. Three down linemen for the Tigers. Lopers have two in the backfield. They give to Dalton Seeley, bottled up, gets strung to the near side, then gets his ankles taken out from under him. Jimon Preston came in to finish him off. Dalton Kuhn was there as well. Short gain of a couple. They're going to spot him at the 23. One-yard gain, second down and nine. Well, and again, Nebraska Kearney is kind of just doing what they want. Yeah. And you feel them just setting up the next play or two plays later because they're not getting pushed backwards. A yard or two still puts him on schedule to be able to convert. 
methodically move the ball down the field and kind of lull you to sleep. And they've had a couple of big hitters, a big flea flicker setting up a touchdown and big touchdown pass. Handoff up the middle, big hold for Jackson, cuts to the outside. He's finally chased out of bounds by Jordan Starks, but not before getting all the way up to the 42-yard line. 19 yards on the run and a first down for Nebraska Cardi. Well, and that's kind of the, what does it remember, the Titans? It's like Novocaine, given enough time, it'll work. That's kind of what's going on with their running game right now. Lopers have dominated the time of possession. Tigers went three and out with three incomplete passes on their first drive. Second possession, they got it inside Loper territory down to the 41, but the drive stalled. They've had a punt. Tigers have punt on their last two possessions. Now the Lopers near midfield, first and 10. Handoff, nope, keeper by Davis. Stretches to the outside, he's being chased, and then finally run out of bounds over there by Sterling Swopes. They're going to say he stepped out of the 48, so he gains six and brings up a third and manageable here for Nebraska Kearney. Feels like the Northwest Missouri State game, doesn't it? It does. Where the Tigers just really can't do anything special. They can't get this gigantic crowd into the game and uh, the opponent is pretty well doing what they want speaking of northwest they're down 23 7 at halftime at missouri western tonight weren't they up 10 7 i stand corrected it is 23 7 bearcats thank you second down and four handoff jackson hit then hit again but then hit from behind and the motion of the hit driving him forward is going to give him a first down they hit him two yards back in the backfield but will white's contact drove him forward it moves the chains in a first and ten unfortunate there we, we talked about this defense and they're they're part of the defense that you've got to get a, a turnover you got to get something to ignite this crowd because the offense hasn't been able to do it and uh, and you're and you're getting to danger time of being down three scores to what is the right now number 12 team in the country, Nebraska Kearney. They don't turn it over much. Just three turnovers this year. They are plus three in turnover margin. That leads the MIAA. First and ten from the Tiger 48. Davis takes the shotgun snap. His throws in the near flat. His man is wide, wide open. That is Joe Stiffen. There wasn't a Tiger within six or seven yards, and he takes it all the way down to the 33, gaining 13 and another first down. Uh, you know, wide open receivers, no pressure on the on the quarterback, and actually the uh, running back Seely, he stayed in the backfield. If that route wasn't there, he was going to hand it off yep. on a draw, and Seely may have run for further than what the pass play was. We're inside nine minutes to go in the second quarter. 14-0 Lopers, and they're knocking on the door again. Down to the Tiger 33. Fort A. State needs to find a way to get a stop here. They're going to send a man in motion. That's Stiffen. They hand it off to Seeley. He runs into a wall of Tigers, and they drive him back for no gain. Wyatt Seidel was the first to hit him, and then he got some help, but that'll be no gain and bring up second down and 10. That is the first time in now 13 first down plays that Nebraska Kearney has not gained at least one yard. Clock continues to roll, 8.25. Carney has dominated the time of possession here today. Well, they, they've got a game plan, and they have not had nope. to deviate from it. They're down to the 33, second down and 10. Ball on the near hash, three receivers left. Tigers with four down linemen. Now they'll send Stiffen in motion. They fake the handoff. Davis to throw, flush to his right. Now stumps it to Seeley, wide open in space. Angles far sideline, 15 to the 10, and then gets driven out of bounds by Brown at the eight. It'll be a first and goal for Nebraska Carney. 
Well, Sealy was all by himself in the middle of formation. There was an attacker within 15 yards. It's first and goal at the seven. Well, and and not you don't single out one guy, but Ty Cooper was the guy who was on Sealy. And when Davis started to advance towards the line of scrimmage, Ty stopped. He stopped and he looked into the backfield, and so Sealy leaked open. There was the there was the little dump pass. You mentioned doing your job. Now, unfortunately, he was in a spot because if he doesn't force the pass, then Davis probably runs for a touchdown or for big game. Lopers have the Tigers in all sorts of trouble right now. First and goal, handoff, near side, Kearns gets hit, breaks the tackle, touchdown, Carney. They lead 20 to nothing. Fort Hay State needs to get together on this sideline and figure something out because they're about to get run out of their own building with a capacity crowd that won't return for the second half. Damian Kearns with the touchdown. Tigers got a three and out to start the game, and that's been the highlight. Carney has just moved the ball at will since that opening possession. Junior Gonzalez in for the extra point here with 7-16 to go. Tigers haven't been in this type of hole at home in a long, long time. Good snap, good hold, extra point is good. 21 to nothing. The 12th rank Lopers just pretty much doing whatever they want right now over the Fort A State Tigers with 7.16 to go until halftime. Tigers had a chance, they dropped a touchdown pass. That's a big play in this game right now because instead of it 21 to nothing, could have very easily been 14 to seven with some momentum. Nebraska Kearney didn't even face a third down on that drive that they were able to complete. And I'm not going to put this entire thing on the defense. I know it's 21-0. I I can see the scoreboard to our left. But the offense has to be able to provide their end of this thing. If you're 21-14, we're singing a different tune from the press box. There's There's got to be the other side of this. Lopers with 228 yards of offense, the Tigers 79. Tonight's game brought to you by Budweiser, the Great American Lager. Enjoy a nice cold Bud today, and remember to always drink responsibly. And that 228 yards is on 28 plays. That's eight over eight yards per play. Been a couple of big pass plays. Davis, who was bottled up on the first possession, has dictated the terms right now. This we're talking about that defensive possession being big. Tigers almost have to score right here to have any chance. Well, and if you do. And you get a stop, you have the ball coming yes. out of the halftime locker room. There's a lot of game to go, but the offense, again, they've got to do that thing where it puts points on the board. So Gonzalez will kick it off. Again, Schremer is back deep along with Adrian Soto. They've done a good job of containing the return game. From the five is Soto up the far hash. 15, tries to angle near side, not much room. He's taken down to the 19-yard line. Boy, the Lopers have been great on special teams coverage. That was J.C. Nutter in on that tackle for Nebraska Kearney. Tigers started their own 19. Gerard, I want you to name the mistake that Kearney has made in this contest so far. And he can't because there isn't one. didn't get a first down on their first possession, and that's really not a mistake. And they got a 40-some-odd yard punt to flip field position, of which Fort Hay State then went three and out and only punted the ball 30-some-odd yards and didn't flip field position. Two receivers to the right, one here to the left. That's Alex Schremer. 
Soto lines up left to Fuller, now shifts to his right. Shotgun snap. They give it to Soto. Looks for a a crease. He gets it across the 25 and out of bounds near the 26-yard line. Forced out of bounds by Terrell Williams, but a good run on first down of about seven. Brings up second down and three. They're going to mark it where? They're going to mark it at the 25, so give him six, second down and four. Tigers trailing 21 to nothing with 6.52 to go here in the second. Under 100 yards of offense so far. Two receivers left, one right, fuller to throw. He's got Schremer. Alex makes the catch, tucks the ball in. He's got a first down to the 33-yard line. Immediately hit by Terrell Williams, but a good catch there by the great Ben Freshman. They're going to give him progress to the 34. He picks up nine, and that moves the change for a four-day state first down. And you don't need anything spectacular. Get yourself back in the game by getting first downs and moving down the field. Tigers have gotten into Nebraska Kearney territory twice, but punted on fourth down both times. Punted on the one, then they had to... Missed opportunity in the end zone when the ball went through Crutchfield's hands. Two receivers again left, one here to the right. Soto lines up with the quarterback. They give it to Soto. This time they bottle him up, and he loses the ball late. We're gonna, the whistle had blown. Carney picks it up. The play had been blown dead. I think it was uh, Atto Fox on that tackle. It was. Yeah, but Soto needs to be careful yeah. here. He almost lost the ball at the end of the kickoff here and he fumbled down at Missouri Southern as well. So no gain, second down and 10 after Fox made that tackle. Well, and I don't know what kind of tip that Fort Hayes State put out there for Nebraska Kearney, but three players pointed to where the play was going before the snap. Three receivers bunched up to the right, one or two here to the left. Soto the running back. He's been Pretty much the main guy back there. Full to throw on second and 10. Under pressure. Tucks it and runs. Now throws it late. Caught by Budke. Out across the 40 and up to the 41-yard line. Great improvision there by the quarterback. D.J. Gross, the tackle. Gross, dad grew up in Hayes, but he made that stop. He's been battling a hamstring injury. And they're going to move it up to the 41-yard line. He picks up seven yards. That was just a late shovel pass. Great awareness there by Fuller, making something out of nothing. 5-15 5-15 and counting. Third down and three for Fort A. State. Tigers are just, in fact, they're 0 for 3 on third down today. Pretty much the same formation. Three receivers bunched right, two here to the left, full to throw, across the middle, caught by Butkey, then he dropped it late. He had it, then it was jarred free, and Nebraska Carney laying some wood when they tackle right now. Butkey had it, normally sure-handed. They dislodged the ball, and Fort A. State has to punt it away again. Third straight possession. Make that the fourth straight possession for the Tigers. That will end in a punt now. And all this crowd wants to do is erupt. Oh, yeah. And they've got nothing to to be able to do that with. Well, Butkey's been so sure-handed this year. He had it. Now Sausen will punt it away, and the Lopers a chance to really put this game away. Great bounce on the punt. It's going to roll inside the 10 and be down at the 10-yard line. So that's going to be a 50-yard punt for Sausen. There's 4.45 to go in this first half, and Forde State are going to mark it at the 9, so make it a 51-yard punt. Forde State's defense has to get a stop here, or this thing could be over by halftime. Go downstairs to John. Yeah, Dustin, you mentioned it, that it feels like this place wants to erupt. I'm standing with a bunch of the former players, and they are the same page. Like, they're fired up trying to get this sideline going, but it's awful quiet over here. 
Sideline update brought to you by Hayes Kalon. Greengrass, you won in the spring. Starts by spring this fall. Call Kurt Viner, 623-8427. Or Brady Baska, 369-4304. Hayes Kalon, the secret to a beautiful lawn. First and 10 lopers from their own 10-yard line. They've started their own nine earlier and scored. Now they run a screen pass near side and a big-time hit by the Tigers at the 10-yard line. They threw that over to the running back, Jackson, and Lake Heimerman, a big-time hit, gain of, in fact, no gain on the play, second down and 10. I imagine John's really enjoying watching the two offensive lines play today. <laughs> Both of them have been very good. The quarterbacks have time to throw. It has been impressive to watch the offensive and defensive lines go at it tonight. Was Jay-Z, a former St. Francis offensive lineman in his own right. Second down and 10 lopers, 4-10 and counting. They're in no hurry, up 21 to nothing. Tigers will have the ball to start the third quarter, but so far they have not done anything. Handoff goes to Jackson. Bit of a hole initially, but the Tigers contain him, but he gets about 5 to the 15-yard line. That was actually Damian Kearns on the carry. Out to the 10, it was Lake Heimerman again. He's been in a lot of tackles here early on in this one. Third down and five for Nebraska Carney. The Lopers are three for four. And as Dustin mentioned, that last scoring drive, they didn't even have a third down. Uh, and, you know, your, your telling stat is that right there. Three for four on third, Tigers 0 for four. If you need to look at one stat to tell you how the game went, that's it. Third down and five. Carney from their own 15. 340 and counting. Second quarter. They're up 21 to nothing. Empty backfield for Davis. Throws it deep down the sideline. It's going to be caught. The receiver, Xavier Delk, came back for the ball over Jaqueline Brown. Brown was stride for stride, but the receiver came back for the ball. Makes the catch in front of that Loper bench at the 42. And it's a first and 10 for Carney on the 27 yard pass completion. Nebraska Carney is is putting on a clinic in everything that they are doing today. This is impressive. They're up 21 to nothing, 313 to go here in quarter number two. A touchdown here, and this thing could be over at halftime. Big, big crowd just haven't been able to get into it. There's Kern. This time he runs into a wall. He's going to lose. They may give him progress back to the line of scrimmage. They will. We'll say no gain. He ran into a wall of black jerseys led by Javaris Sanders. And so the way, no gain, second and ten. And the way that Nebraska Kearney is playing, Gerard, that doesn't matter, though. Yeah. Getting one yard or on the previous no yards on first down doesn't matter to them because that's not the goal right now. The goal is to kill the 240 on the clock and maybe score some more points and be up three or four scores at halftime. They're going to give him one to the 43, so we'll call it second down and nine. There's a lateral. It's going to be a double pass, man, wide open, and it's going to be overthrown. They threw it back to Delk. It was a lateral, and wide open was Cody Nelson. A good throw, and he walks it into the end zone. Fortunately, it was overthrown, and the Tigers catch a huge huge break it's third down and nine well Carney just it's they're toying with four-day state right now it's going back to the do your job and Jaqueline Brown was on the wide receiver and then he looked into the backfield and he came up to try to make a tackle on a guy who was throwing the ball 25 yards from him second down and or third down and nine for the Lopers 
Davis under pressure. They set up a screen pass. Seeley has it. Gets hit, spins, and gets it across the 50 to the 49. About a yard shy. 2-10 to go. Jordan Starks the tackle. Tigers had a chance to wrap him up with a 45. He gets I bet Nebraska Carney goes for it. Oh, I think they will. They got about a yard and a half to go now. Just inside the 50. They actually moved the ball back a half a yard to the 49. So a... About a yard and a half. They need to get it to the 48. It's just across the 50. A minute 45 to go in the second quarter. Lopers are going to let that play clock wind down and call a timeout here, leading 21 to nothing. And we're going to be near the top of the hour, so we'll use this opportunity to pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort Hay State football. And before you hit the road, stop by GNL Tire and Automotive. Tires for all conditions and budgets, along with complete automotive service and repair. And you'll get a free estimate before any work is done. GNL Tire and Automotive, east of 8th and Main on the bricks in downtown Hayes. All Cardi tonight. Tigers got a three and out defensively to start. And that's been it. Let's go back downstairs. Jonathan Zweiger to Hayes Kalon update. Guys, if all you did was watch the line of scrimmage tonight, you would know why Nebraska Kearney is winning. This game is being played on the defensive side of the line of scrimmage against Fort A. State. The, Nebraska Kearney is playing two and three yards down the field. That's why they're moving the football, and that's why they're winning. Great observation. Yeah, they've controlled it. Look at Ike Ekwa. He is imploring his defense right now. He walked with them almost all the way to the hash mark as they broke the high sideline huddle. Nebraska Kearney says right now they're going to punt. I'm not buying it. Jordan Starks will be back at the 10-yard line. It's fourth down. There's a minute 31 to go. Fourth and about a yard and a half. There's the snap, and they are going to punt it. I guess they feel they're in control. Starks is going to let it bounce. Takes a big-time bounce into the end zone. Boy, they dove for it at the one a fortunate break, a 49-yard punt. So the Tigers forced the first punt of the day for Nebraska, second punt of the day, first since that opening possession. I guess if you're Carney, you're up 21-0. Yep. If you don't get it, you get a chance to get Fort A. State, basically a chance to score the ball back and right back in the game. So that is probably the smart move, even though they've been able to pretty much do what they want offensively. Well, and you're probably also thinking, if Nebraska Carney, what are you scared of? What are you, what are you scared of of the Tiger offense right now? 21 to nothing Lopers. They led 7 nothing after one. And they've put a couple of touchdowns on here in the second quarter. And now they'll have three down linemen. Tigers from their own 20 with a minute 25 to go. Two timeouts remaining. Two receivers left, two receivers right. Fuller back to pass, has time. Goes deep downfield, and it's going to be incomplete, almost intercepted. He was going for Crutchfield, who had a step on the defensive back for a minute. But then the pass got broken up by Terrell Williams with good closing speed there to knock it away. He almost had the interception. It was in his hands, but he couldn't hold on to it. Yeah, should have been. Yeah. Should have been intercepted. So incomplete pass to Crutchfield, who dropped one in the end zone that would have made it 14-6. to And you better be careful because well, yeah. the Lopers may start working on with that one timeout they got left. Minute 17 to go. Second down at 10. Tigers from their own 20. Fuller dropping back under pressure. Throws it across the middle. The ball is caught by the tight end, Butkey. Actually, that was Adrian Soto out of the backfield, and Soto takes it out to the 21. So he gains only one. Blake Bubak on the tackle. Clock continues to roll here. 
Third down and four for the Tigers. I said that it's actually the 26-yard line, excuse me. So it's second down, third down and four. Screen pass set up on the far side to Ramsey, and he's got the first down. He made the catch, got hit, but drugged past the 30, up to the 33. So he'll pick up seven, and that'll move the chains for Fort A. State. Their second, third down conversion. Baylor Helmuth on the tackle. 40 seconds to go here in the second. Tigers down 21-0. First and 10 for their own, 33. Fuller with time, steps up, now the pocket crumbles, makes a late pass, caught upfield by Soto. He's got a first down near midfield, all the way up to the 48-yard line. So he's going to pick up 15, and a timeout called by the Tigers. They'll have one left with 26 seconds to go. They move it up to the 49. So give him 16 on that pass completion. Good job there by Chance, didn't panic. He found Soto downfield, and now a timeout with 26 seconds remaining. Tigers down 21 to nothing here late second quarter. Who all played like Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, <laughs> PlayStation football, and you put in the prevent defense, and then this is exactly what happens? That's what Nebraska Kearney playing, is playing right now. Don't let the other team score a touchdown at half. That's, their, that's the only instructions for Nebraska Kearney is now is don't let anybody over the top. You'll give up a field goal. In fact, Nebraska Kearney probably would prefer Fort Hay State to get a field goal out of this just to spite. Stay with it at halftime. Jonathan Zweigert will make his way up to the booth. He'll have a Fort Hay State sports update, run down all the first half numbers, which this final drive here may be helping a little bit, but it's been pretty one-sided so far, just like the scoreboard, 21 to nothing. And the scary part, Nebraska Kearney has not allowed a point in the third quarter this year. They have been a second-half team, and they're up 21 to nothing here at halftime. Well, not almost halftime, not quite yet. We'll see what happens. 26 seconds left. Soto will line up to the left of Fuller. He's got Ramsey and Schremer here to the left side. Birchfield and Butke to the right. Takes the snap, delayed blitz, flows it across the middle. It's caught by Ramsey. He stumbles. The clock will stop. It's a first down to the 28-yard line. So Ramsey gets it all the way out. Now the Tigers are going to run up to the ball and spike it here. And will they run a play? Clock starts, 16 seconds. There's the snap. Fuller steps up, throws it to the far sideline. Caught by Birchfield, then he dropped it. He tried to stretch, keep his foot in, and could not haul that one in. It's incomplete. Second down for four-day state. That would have been a remarkable yeah. catch. That was wide of the mark from Chance because the cornerback assumed Birchfield was going to the end zone, broke his route off, and... Uh, nearly made the catch on the sideline. You are uh, 10 seconds from halftime. Fort Hayes State is going to have to, if you don't get the touchdown, get the timeout immediately, and then you know, then you got your decision to make. Yeah, one timeout left for the Tigers. They're at the Loper 29, down 21 to nothing. Birchfield to the right. Ramsey and Schremer here to the left. Snap back to Fuller. Has time. Now the pocket crumbles. Chance rolls to his right, trying to find somebody to throw to. Has to hurry. Two seconds. One second. He throws it late toward the goal line. It's caught at the five. Hit at the two. Diving in to get in. No, he's at the one-yard line. Then the time runs out. Butke made a jump ball catch at the five. He stretched it all the way down to the one, but his knee hit, and time expires, and the Tigers are unable to score. I think his elbow hit before the ball hit the pylon. The officials are discussing it. That play just took too long for Chance. He had to break a couple of tackles, did a great job of coming back to find Butke. 
I'll tell you what, they showed the replay on the video board, but there's no replay in Division II football. I think he got in. That's going to be the end of the half. The replay looked like he got it into the end zone, but there's no replay, and that is the end of the first half. And Forday State's down 21 to nothing. I thought, and Dustin, you said it, you thought his elbow hit, but you go back and they showed it on the video board. I think he got the ball to the pylon before the elbow hit, but you can't review it, you can't change it. 21 nothing, Carney here at halftime. It's going to be an uphill battle for Fort Hayes State, and because Fort Hayes State is at home, we're going to get the benefit of another replay of this exact one from right down at near the goal line, and the official was right on it. They're going to slow-mo this, so let's go along with it. Catches. But get the five, four stretches. He Man. had his, his hand. It wasn't his elbow. It was his left hand. He stretched with the ball with the right. It looked like it hit the pylon before the elbow hit, but the official was there, and there's no instant replay. If this was a Division One game, that's probably a touchdown. You hear the crowd's reaction. And the officials got to look at it. It was on the video board, but they can't over to, uh, review, review it or reverse it because they saw it on the video board. It's funny how we can do it in basketball, but we can't figure it out for football. That's the end of the first half. 21-0 Lopers. Tigers with an uphill climb here at homecoming. Back after this break on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wharton, Murder Construction. Washburn 35-30. Maybe the Tigers will do an Ichabod comeback. That was... 35-10 in favor of the Hornets early in the fourth. Washburn, despite five turnovers, got back, got it to within five, went for two and failed, but then couldn't get the onside kick. They lose 35-30, to playing in the rain most of the day in Emporia. Pittsburgh State had to hold on. They barely went on the road at Missouri Southern, 20-16, the final in that one. So the Gorillas are three or four and one on the year. Central Oklahoma beats Lincoln 69-28. The Broncos get their second win. Central Missouri gets their first win. Now, they led most of the day against Carney a week ago in Moritzburg. They went 41-10 in Tahlequah against Northeastern State. And they're in the third quarter. Northwest Missouri State on top, 23-7 over Missouri Western. Here it's 21-0. The Nebraska Kearney leading Fort Hayes State at halftime. Also today, number six, Oklahoma, a 37-31 winner over Kansas State. Your scoreboard update brought to you by Mapes and Miller CPAs, Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. Well, Fort Hayes State's going to get the ball here, and needless to say, this is an important possession to try to get something going. The Tigers moved the ball a little bit, had a chance, but obviously... Missed on a couple of drives, and then we all know the final play there. That was close, but not ruled a touchdown. But you got a feeling Fort A. State has to find a way to get a touchdown to this drive to get back in this football game. They did get a stop defensively in the Lopers' last possession. Yeah, and uh, and you need to do it uh, in fairly dominant fashion yeah. to, yeah. to kind of show that you are back a part of this game. But if you're Nebraska Kearney, you probably don't feel like, for the most part, you need to change much. A couple of tweaks here and there on what was done. But, you know, even that last drive that Fort Hay State had, a lot of the yardage that was gained was because it was what Nebraska Kearney was allowing them to get underneath and not giving up the touchdown, which eventually did work for Nebraska Kearney. Um, yeah, Fort Hay State has got to, uh, got to put points on the board. Each team had, what, five possessions of the first ha- in the first half, and you stopped them on two of those. You should be a part of this game. 
but Fort Hay State hasn't done anything to make you believe that they are. Big crowd, although a lot of the students left at halftime, and uh, the place is waiting to erupt, but so far haven't been able to. See if the Tigers can get the fans back in this one as Carney's set to kick it away. It'll be Junior Gonzalez doing the duties. Tigers will be going from left to right, north to south here. Not a barely any wind, about five miles an hour, not a factor on just a gorgeous early October evening here at Lewis Field. So we're ready to go. Schremer and Soto back deep. Kick from Gonzalez, high at end over end, and Soto runs under it and fields it at the 10, up the near numbers, 15 to the 20, and then runs into a wall. Nebraska Kearney's kick return defense has been stellar. Amir Abdullah, that tackle. Fort A State's going to start at their own 20-yard line here to begin quarter number three. We might as well start fair catching it. Take the five extra yeah. yards at the 25. You know, one of the blessings of playing at uh, Lewis Field Stadium, and, and apparently way too many people having my phone number. Uh, it is very split on whether it was a touchdown or not by people who were down around that end zone. It, I saw a couple of replays again at halftime. It is it is razor thin whether or not the hip hit. And, and you can't get a real clear on where the nose of the ball was, but it was close. Fort A. State ball. They're going to run an option play. Pitch to Soto, and it goes for a yard to the 20. So they run a straight option on the first offensive play. Zach Schlager. Makes the stop for the Lopers, option left, and it goes for one, second down and nine for Fort A. State. Well, Nebraska Kearney has pretty well sold out to stop the run. Stop the run, don't worry about what they're going to be able to do passing-wise. Fort A. State almost took advantage of it one time over the top. Tigers have run for 76 yards in the game today. Two receivers, bunch left, one right, play action. Fuller rolls near side, has time, throws downfield. Great catch, Schremer in traffic to the 50 and gets taken down from behind at the Loper 44-yard line. Darius Swanson makes the tackle. That goes for 36 yards, make it 37 to the 43. What a great catch by Alex Schremer. He's 5'10", and he needed every centimeter of that 5'10 frame to reach up and take that away because if he does not, it is a pick six. A safety was sitting over top of that play and was going to be able to take it the other way. It would have been... Uh, I believe Blake Buback that would have had an opportunity for that. First and 10 Tigers at the Loper 43-yard line. Opening possession, third quarter. Tigers down 21-0. There's a, a zone read by Fuller. He kept the ball, then gets slung to the turf for no gain. That play was broke, broken up from the very beginning. Blake Schroeder, the tackle for the Lopers. No gain on that play. They got into the backfield in a hurry. It's one of the rare times where Hunter Butke doesn't have his head around to look at his quarterback because even after uh, Chance had made the first two defenders miss, he was ready to make the pass, and Budke hadn't turned around. Two receivers far side. One of them is Alex Schremer. Birchfield here to the near. Straight drop back for Fuller. Pocket crumbling. Now he's going to run it, and he's taken down for about a one-yard gain. Boy, he has not had much time. Blake Schroeder again. He got back, and he had to go into scramble mode. He picks up one yard to the 42, and the Tigers now facing third down and nine. And, boy, Nebraska Kearney, knowing the Tigers have to throw, they're going after Chance Fuller. Well, and they are in the, that time with a delayed blitz, but Chance got way too antsy in the pocket too soon. He had an opportunity to climb a couple of uh, climb the ladder a couple of rungs and have a chance to throw that over the middle. Ramsey and Birchfield here to the right side. Budkey and Schremer to the left. 
Not far off the tackles. Fuller steps up in the pocket, dumps it late. He's got a man wide open. It's Ramsey. He's got a first down to the 30, lowers the shoulder, and down to the Loper 29-yard line. A 13-yard completion. Blake Bubak on the tackle without a move the chains, and it's a four-day state first down. Give the offensive line a ton of credit because three down linemen for the white-clad Nebraska Kearney Lopers, they blitzed two linebackers, and the five offensive linemen picked all of those defensive guys up. Oh, your station break. We'll get it after this play. Empty backfield for Fuller. Three receivers, including the tight end. Buttkey to the right, two to the left. There's the snap. Fuller rolls right. He throws it late to the end zone. Caught by Buttkey. Touchdown! Ford Hayes State. Hunter Buttkey got open at the three and takes it into the end zone. That is Buttkey's second touchdown of the year. And Ford Hayes State has their first points, scoring on their first drive here in the third quarter how many of those plays were made because of the offensive line giving Chance a little bit of time and then Chance improvising with his feet. Well, the answer's three of them because I was counting. But the the opportunity to extend those plays out and even against eight dropping into coverage, the Tigers were able to find somebody open. Hunter Brown is the holder. Trey Van Pelt is the long snapper as Avila Castro will kick the extra point through the upright. So Fort A State, well, they did what they had to do. They score on the opening possession here of the third quarter. It's now 21 to 7. We have a timeout. Before the timeout, 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A State football. 21-7, Lopers lead the Tigers. Back in a minute, this is the Fort A Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Seven play, 81-yard drive for the Tigers here to start the third quarter. It's now 21-7, Nebraska Kearney. And this third quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today. And remember to always drink responsibly. Well, it's a start, 21-7. Fort A State's on the board on their opening possession. Big couple of big-time catches, Alex Schremer and Manny Ramsey, and then Hunter Budkey. Able to find a crease and get into the end zone. Now the kickoff from Parker Janke, high and end over end, and it's going to go out of bounds. Boy, what you did not want to do right there, kick it out of bounds, give the Lopers some good field position. Well, and we mentioned, I mentioned at halftime how I'm not putting the entire deficit on the back of the defense in the first half because it's zero. Zero on the scoreboard for the other team. Well, now the offense has done their job and they did all they could in the second half was score seven points on the, well, eight, but seven points on the first drive of the second half. They did their part. Now response from the defense. Loper's first possession starts at their own 35-yard line. This will be their second best starting field position. They had one of the 45 after they got a three and out on the Tigers early on in the first quarter. Shotgun snap goes to the quarterback. Tigers wrap him up in the backfield. Can't bring him down, but then string him for a short gain of only one. Davis started to his left, tried to cut it back up the middle. Fort A State got some good pursuit, and finally Keon Clark. How about him? Came here as a defensive lineman. They moved him to offensive line this year and then have moved him back to defensive line, and he's played well, gets a tackle there, three-yard gain, second down and seven for Carney. You talk a lot about hidden yardage. That's a six-yard run because it should have been a loss of three. Second down, seven, Lopers at their own 38-yard line. Three receivers left side, snap back. They're going to give it to Dalton Seeley, tries to stretch it, finds a crease. He's got one man to beat, cuts upside, and it's taken down by Starks all the way down to the Tiger 35, makes it the 34-yard line. 
28-yard run for Dalton Seeley, and the Lopers have it down to the 34. Nothing fancy. That's a lead run to the left side, and it's just Seeley waiting for the right hole to open up, and it happened to be the defensive end that time getting turned in. So the left tackle did his job. That's Reese again turning in the D end and the running back able to get to the outside. John said the reason that Nebraska Kearney is winning is because of the offensive line, and he is exactly right. One of those offensive linemen, Hunter Hayes, the redshirt junior out of McCook, Nebraska, actually started five games, played in seven for the Tigers in 2018. Hand up. Nope, keeper. The quarterback keeps it. And Davis, little stutter step, runs by four Tigers. He's at the 25, gets it inside the 20, down to the 16-yard line. Brought down by Jimon Preston. Four Tigers had him bracketed in, and he got out of it. And it's a first and 10 for the Lopers. Everything that can't happen. You had Davis surrounded, and he made one jump cut and got around all four. 18 yards on the run. It would have been maybe three. Instead, it's a first down. T.J. Davis has improved his passing, but he is still a threat with his legs. He's only had to pass eight times. Guess how many he's completed? Eight. Yeah, he's been good. Seeley to his right, takes the shotgun snap, rolls to his right. Now he throws to the corner of the end zone. Caught for a Nebraska Kearney touchdown. Nine for nine. Caught on the far side by Michael Cook. Got by Jordan Starks, and the Lopers answer the Tiger touchdown with one of their own. It's now 27-7. You can't let a quarterback go nine for nine for 100 and whatever it's going to be, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Not, not when they're already running at yet 151 yards. Davis is nine for nine, 182 yards and two scores. His quarterback rating, if you're into that, is 343.2. <laughs> I didn't even know that number existed in quarterback even rating. That high. Yeah, I guess 9 for 9 will do that. Here's Junior Gonzalez for the extra point, and it is good. So there's 9.52 to go here in quarter number 3, and the Lopers answer the Tigers' score. Now 28 to 21, and we have a timeout. 9.52 to go, third quarter. Lopers with the lead by three touchdowns on the Tigers Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Tiger football brought to you by Golden Belt Bank. They're here to make every story shine brighter. That's the way they do banking, one story at a time. Check them out at goldenbeltbank.com. 28-7, Nebraska Kearney. Boy, Fortnite State got the touchdown they needed, but Nebraska Kearney just carves them up. A couple of big runs. Seeley's 28-yarder was the big one, and the Lopers score. And yeah, it's that, now 28-7. That coming after Fort Hay State scored the first points that Nebraska Kearney's given up in a third quarter this year, if I remember what you said correctly earlier. But also, you've got uh, you, you've got Davis, who was corralled in the backfield twice. Twice. First, The first one was on the first play of this of that series. So now you're first and 13. He got three yards out of it. And then he ran around four defenders. You think that might hit the highlight reel at Kearney's film study yeah, on we'll Monday? see that a lot. It's going to hit the, it's going to hit the real and Fort Hayes' film study too, but for <laughs> yeah. much different reasons. The reaction may be a little different. Yeah, see so the Tigers can get another score here to try to crawl back in this one. High end over end, fielded by Soto with the five to the fifteen to the twenty. That's about it. Again, Fort Hayes State has not been able to get it past the twenty yard line on kick returns. Amir Abdullah, another special teams tackle. Fort Hayes State may need to start thinking about fair catching. They're going to start at their own twenty. 
And they're down 28-7. to seven. You know how you solve that, Gerard. You call a fair catch. No, you don't let well, the other team kick off well, by not true. letting them score points. They're actually going to mark it at the 22, so they give him progress to the 22. Well, that is another way, but that has not been the story tonight. This Loper offense is potent, one of the best in the country, and they have shown that. Four down lineman for Carney. Three receivers set, two left, one right. Play action, four to throw. Slant pattern caught by Ramsey. Breaks a tackle, stays on his feet, stretches across the 40 and up to the 43-yard line. He'll pick up 21 and a four-day state first down. Seth Holt, the tackle for the Lopers. Tigers could have used some of this in the first quarter. Of course, remember, they ran a slant play to Ramsey on their first pass. He dropped it. Who knows what happens if he hangs onto that ball, but now the Tigers up to their own 43, down 28-7. That was essentially the same play, just flipped uh, this time, coming from the left instead of the right. But Chance also threw Ramsey open on yep. that play. That was a great throw. Tigers have three receivers far side. Now Ramsey will come in motion. Birchfield here to the near side. Full of the throw. Late blitz. Steps up in the pocket. Still trying to stretch the play. Now he runs to the 50. Lowers his shoulder. Gets about nine and a half yards. Darius Swanson the tackle. I'll give Chance Fuller credit. He's not afraid to take a hit. He lowers the shoulder. Picks up nine. Second down and one. He's not T.J. Davis, but he also should get the yardage where they marked the well, ball at and not moved it back. Well, he, he dove didn't and he didn't slide. They've done that a couple of times when you dive you're not giving your body up he should get an extra yard but they don't give it to him they're down to the loper 48 at second down and one when you slide it's where you begin the slide they marked it where he began the dive but it, that's a different play second down and one fuller under pressure they're chasing him he needs to hurry he's got running room to the 40 their sideline 30 stumbles down to the 28 yard line he got tripped up by the yard marker at the 35 but he's got a first down they mark him down at the 29 yard line on a 19 yard scramble zach schlager started uh, played in three games at colorado state and redshirted at Nebraska, and he was unable to run down Chance Fuller. There is no way. If, you, if they line up Schlager and Fuller, am I believing that Chance is probably faster than, uh, than, than Schlegel or uh, Schlager? But he didn't catch him either. Yep. So a big run there by Chance Fuller. Goes for 19 yards. That's his longest run in his Tiger career by a yard. First and 10 to the Loper, 29. Now a counter play goes to Soto. Breaks out of a tackle, still on his feet. Only gets about two, maybe three to the 27. He slipped out of a couple tackles but could not get by a third. Amir Abdullah, who's made a bunch of special teams tackles, makes the stop there. Here comes Bashan Waiters in for Fuller, who might need a breather the way he's run the ball. They mark it at the 27-yard line. So it was a two-yard gain, second down and eight. Yeah, he's got hands on hips coming out <laughs> oh, of the man. game. I guarantee he hasn't run this much in his career. Second down and eight. Tigers of the Loper 27 down 28-7. 7.15 to go third quarter. They put Soto in motion. Keeper by Waiters. Finds a crease 20. Stumbles with the 15. They're going to say his knee hit at about the 17-yard line. Amir Abdullah the tackle once again, but that'll move the chains on a running play for 10 yards. And Vashon Waiters, who was our Tiger spotlight today. And Fuller back in for Fort A State. Pat Kelly's the left tackle. He pulled over to the right side, and he took Zach Schlager, who's not exactly going to be fresh as a daisy himself after having to chase down uh, Chance Fuller. And he moved him completely outside the hashes to the numbers on the right side. First and 10 Tigers down to the Lopers, 17, down 28 to 7, 6.45 into third. There's a pass play to the end zone. Looking for Ramsey. He can't make the catch. He was being bumped the entire way. Tigers sideline wanted a flag. There was none at second and 10. Well, the flag needs to be 
where Hunter Budkey is because Hunter Budkey broke free at the 10, and he got grabbed. His jersey got pulled back. There should have been a holding penalty on the left hash at the 10. Budkey, with no safety help over the top, would have been wide open in the end zone. Stops the clock with 6.40 to go in the third. Tigers are inside for the first time tonight. The farm implement and supply red zone where they have a full line of bad boy and grasshopper mowers plus crust buster and Great Plains grain drills. See their complete inventory at farmimp.com. That's farmimp.com. And now we have a timeout called by Nebraska Carney. Lopers call a timeout with 6.40 to go. So they did not like what they saw for Fort Hay State the way they lined up, and they called the timeout. Whatever it was, because they had 11 yeah. on the field. Whatever it was, they had three coaches coming onto the field to call the timeout. Today's third quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today. And remember to always drink responsibly. Tigers are down 21-0 at halftime. They have Each team has scored here in the third. Tigers put together a, nine, a seven-play, 81-yard drive. So 6,743 the attendance tonight. It was jam-packed. Biggest crowd of the year. Pretty much a capacity in the 6,800 St. Louis field. So it was about as full as it could get. Unfortunately, some have left. Although a good group has stuck around, but just nothing to cheer for this four-day state team in the first half. Tigers got a touchdown driving here, but they're down 28-7. to with 6.40 to go here in quarter number three. It has all that feeling yep. of just too little too late. Soto, Birchfield, and Butke here to the near side. Ramsey and Schremer split to the far. Empty backfield for Chance Fuller on the second down and 10 from the Loper. 17-yard line, 28-7. Carney here, middle third. Fuller to throw, slant pattern, caught by Schremer. Five, dives to the two, to the one. Where is he? Down at the one. No, they say touchdown. Touchdown, Fort A. State. The far side official finally signaled touchdown. And Alex Schremer, his third touchdown catch in three consecutive games. And it's 28 to 13. Yeah, he landed on the top of the defensive back, who then brought him across the goal line. 17-yard touchdown pass to Schremer. It was the same slant pattern that Manny Ramsey had the big catch on to open up this drive. There's the extra point from Avila Castro, and it is good. So there's 6.32 to go here in the third quarter. Fort A. State has made it a two-touchdown game, 28-14. to Eight plays, 79 yards for the Tigers, or 78 yards officially. Alex Schremer with his third career touchdown catch. And well, Fort A State got a big scramble from Fuller. Remember that big run of 19 yards, the longest in his career, and then the Schremer touchdown. And well, they just find a way to get a stop here. Fort A State still breathing life, trying to find a way to come back against the 12th-ranked Lopers. Not to beat a dead horse, but let's whack on it a couple more times. If Fort A State can do this just twice in the first half. Oh, it's a whole different game. It's 28-28. Yeah. And, I, and I know that seems as simple, you know, just me saying it. But, uh, again, the things that Fort A State is doing on the offensive side, it's not like they went back into the locker room and just drew up a new offensive playbook. This is what's in there. They just didn't execute it in the first half. Parker Jenke to kick it away. Montrez Jackson back deep for Nebraska Kearney. Blake Bubak back there as well. And it's going to be Jackson backpedaling. Takes it at his own three. 
near sideline 10, bounces out to the 15, and 10 his feet taken out from under him at the 18-yard line. That was a good high kick inside the five. Sam Brand got down to make the special teams tackle at the 21-yard line. So Fort A. State did a good job. John's on the sideline, and he's behind a lot of former defensive players for the Tigers. Yeah, and I talked about it earlier. These guys are on edge a little bit. Also, just one quick note, Lake Heimerman missed the touchdown play on the last UNK touchdown, but he's back out there dealing with a left knee injury. All right. Turtle Lakes had a, been in a lot of tackles, especially the first half. Two receivers left now for the quarterback. Davis has two in the backfield. They're going to run an option play near side. There's the late pitch. Jackson breaks out of two arm tackles, running with a head of steam up the near numbers. Gets tripped up at the 35-yard line. Picks up 14 on the first down run. Brought down by Devin White in there for Jaqueline Brown right now defensively. Uh, that's not going to do it. You, you're just opening up the playbook, playbook even further for uh, Nebraska Kearney now. They, they, Fort A. State has got to get a solid stop on first down in order to be able to force a change. Keelan Herrera and Isaac Gleason, our wide receiver, split over to the far side. Gleason hasn't played much this year. Two backs in the backfield for the Lopers. First and 10 of their own 35. They have a two-touchdown lead with 5.49 to go here in the third. There's an option play. Davis pump fakes the pitch, then gets twisted and hit high and hit low. He got hit hard at the 41-yard line, gets six yards on the play. Ty Cooper was the first to hit him, and now we see Heimerman limp off the field once again. He was part of the action. They're going to mark him at the 42, so it's a gain of seven on that run. A punishing tackle, but... Seven yards for T.J. Davis. Forty State's lucky it wasn't a touchdown because it was Ty Cooper versus two players. Boy, Heimerman's really yeah, he got bad. He got, uh, it was on one of those Davis runs on the last series. So talk about trial by fire. It's John Johnson, the freshman out of Dodge City. In there with freshman Miles Mingus, the two linebackers right now. Handoff goes to Jackson, stretches it to the far side, breaks a tackle. He's in the clear at the 40, near side 35-30, angles to the 20, just runs out of bounds at the 20-yard line of Fort Hayes State. Well, and we I just mentioned John Johnson. I, think, I still think John's going to be a great uh, player here at Fort Hayes State, but he overran the play. And he got too far into the backfield. Instead of stretching it out and being in the hole that the running back's going through, he picked. That worked at Dodge City. It doesn't work here. 38-yard run by Montrez Jackson. Lopers down to the 20-yard line. 436 and counting. They led 21-0 at halftime. They lead 28-7 right here. And a team that does not turn it over much. Just three giveaways this year. They lead the MIAA in turnover margin. Three receivers right side, handoff to Seeley, tries to stretch it to the right. Tigers corral him, but not before he pushes the pile to about the 15-yard line. Maybe the 16, we'll see where they unpile it. Will White makes the stop. I think they're going to mark it at the 16. They will. That's a four-yard gain. Second down and six. Yeah, Miles Vengeance is now kind of hobbling back to his linebacking yep. position. Boy, he really is. He's having a hard time putting weight on that. Mingus and Johnson are going to create a lot of tackles over the next four years for Fort Hayes State, three-plus years. 3.48 to go. Carney in no hurry now, leading 28-14. But this is a trial by fire for these two against one of the best offenses in the country. Two receivers left, one right. Seeley the running back, keeper by the quarterback, Davis. He's going to be close to the first down, just running right up the middle. That offensive line doing a good job. 
And we're going to mark him down at the 11. He picks up four. They're going to say about a half of a yard short. It'll be third down and one. Four for six on third downs in the first half. And Nebraska Carney is going to bring in some extra weight into the backfield. They brought in Lucas Troyer, yep. an extra tackle. So they'll have Seeley lining up just to the right of the quarterback. Toes the tight end left side by Troyer. Now in motion goes Cook right up the middle. Davis, he hurdles the Tiger, takes it into the end zone for a touchdown. Third and one ends up being an 11-yard touchdown run, and it's now 34-14 to Nebraska Cardi. You know what that play was, Gerard? That was Nebraska Kearney going, we are bigger, meaner, and we're a better football team than you. At least that's what we believe, and now we're going to show it to you. And they just lined everybody up and took it right down the throat of Fort Hayes State. Tell you what, from what we saw Northwest, we've seen Western, this is the best. They've already beat Pitt. I think it's you know who the front runners are in the MIAA. They've got Northwest yet. But right now, Kearney flexing their muscle like a conference champion. There's the extra point, and it is good. It is 35-14 Lopers. The way that Nebraska Kearney and, uh, and Northwest Missouri State run the football, that game might be over. About two hours. It, it, yeah. Maybe less. And uh, and the way they do ball control, there may not be an opportunity for either of the uh, either of the teams to really get much going. So the Tigers have come back with a couple of second-half touchdowns, but unfortunately the Lopers have answered with two second-half touchdowns, so it's still a 21-point lead. And you said it, the Tigers could have just had a little bit of this in the first half. This would be a completely different game. They had a couple of opportunities but just couldn't do it. And right now, Carney, their offense, it is good. The T.J. Davis, he's always been good, but he is really playing at a high, high level right now. They didn't throw the ball on that drive. Yeah, they don't have to. They've thrown nine times in 44 plays today. 44 plays, 412 yards. Their yards per play have gone up in the second half to over nine yards per play. Tigers are close at 8.48, but it's taken huge drives in order to get it there. And this game started perfect for Fort Hayes State. Forced to three and out. And that's what you're trying to do. When you defer, you need to break serve to go down the tennis turn. And they did that, but then didn't take advantage of it. Junior Gonzalez, high, shorter kick this time. Soto runs under it at the 15, fumbles it, gets it back, cuts to the outside, 25, Jets 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, up to Lopers 40 and pushed out of bounds at about the 38. Great return. Seth Holt made the tackle. Soto fielded at the 15, then fumbled it, and they're going to mark him down at the 37-yard line. That was quite a return. Uh, 49 yards, and Fort A. State's going to start in Loper territory, down 35-14 with 2.47 to go in the third. So the Nebraska Kearney defensive line just continues to rotate in and out, and they just sent in Kashim Stevenson. Folks, Kashim Stevenson is a large human being. He is 335 pounds, but he's only 6 feet tall. A lot of these guys in college football now that are in that 330 range like 6'4", 6'5". Not Kashim. He is 6 foot, baby. First and 10 Tigers of the Loper 37-yard line. Fuller to pass, steps up, dumps it in the flat. He's got a man wide open. That's Keelan Chapman out of the backfield. The running back still struggling for yardage, carries him down to about the 31 is where they're going to mark him down. That was Darius Swanson he was jostling with. 
picks up six on that first down completion, and it's second down and four for the Tigers. 234 and counting here in the third. Tigers down 35 to 14. We see Josh Okechuku into the ball game. And played much for Fort A State here in the last couple of weeks. Okay, Chuku here to the near side. Ramsey and Schramer to the far. Handoff Chapman up the middle. A bit of a crease. Breaks a tackle. He's at the 20, 15, and ankle tackle from behind at the 8-yard line. Touchdown saving tackle by Darius Swanson at the 7-yard line. It'll be a first and goal for Fort A. State on the 24-yard run. Yeah, great tackle by Swanson because he just dove and stuck his hand down and was able to get a hold of it. You know what also that does? Not only does it obviously not put the points on the board, look at the clock. Yep. Still running, and now you don't have the opportunity to uh, having kicked off again, and maybe you get a stop yet in the third quarter. Tigers back inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply, your local New Holland dealer in Plainville and Colby. First and goal, Tigers from the Loper 7. Play action, Fuller throws it into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown, Fort A. State. Manny Ramsey with a great one-handed catch, and he tiptoed the near sideline. 35-20. to 20. Fort A. State trying to stick around with a minute 37 to go here in the third. But here's what the kickoff return did for Fort A. State. It shortened the amount of time that they needed to score and get back into it. The defense has got to find a stop. Third touchdown pass of the second half of the third quarter for Fuller. Now Avila Castro again to attempt the extra point, and the kick is good. So a minute 37 to go, third quarter, 35-21. Fort A. State back to within two scores, but you're right, they got to find a way to flip and get, get, get the ball back and to make it a one-possession game. Well, and I don't – maybe John has a better idea than I do. I don't know how you do that at this point. I mean, you know, the, the Lopers have done whatever they want. Maybe John on the sideline has something for us. Not, not really. Um, you're right. I mean, they have been able to do everything well, come on, that they, John. they wanted to do. This offensive line, first of all, Tiger offensive line is playing really good. But the Nebraska Corning offensive line is different. And it's because of the guy they have behind the behind uh, them in, in Davis. He's a really good mobile quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, this offensive line, you could do a lot behind this offensive line. Well, and look at the offensive line. Redshirt junior, redshirt junior, graduate transfer, a uh, coronavirus senior. I don't know what form we're using. And I don't know they're, they're calling yeah. it a COVID senior. COVID senior and a graduate transfer. I mean, they are as experienced as a line as you're going to get. These cats have played 17 games. They have played 13, 21, 18, 34, 40. State has three freshmen. There's a high kick, best kick of the night. It's got to be going into the end zone and be down there. That's the first touchback for either team here tonight. And UNK is going to start at their own 25-yard line. So the kickoffs have gotten progressively better. And now the defense, can they get a stop? They haven't had many tonight. Carney leads at 35-21, still a minute 37 left in what has been a wildly entertaining third quarter. There's only been two stops by the Tiger defense today. The first drive of the first half and the final drive of the first half. And had that not been close to the end of the first half, I think Nebraska Carney would have gone for that fourth and one. Got to keep playing, though, and hope something goes your way and make a big play. Here's a first and ten run by Davis. 
Tries to stretch to the outside, and Nazir Mallory stretches him, and then finally, Tigers able to push him out. I think that may have been Jaiman Preston who did push him out of bounds. Good job by Mallory to extend that play. No gain, second down and 10. Boy, if you need a highlight reel for Mallory, I know he didn't make the tackle. That was great Perfect. footwork. Yep. And he didn't allow Davis to get outside of him. And then he let his teammate come in and finish it off. Do your job, and Mallory did. Second down and 10 Lopers, a minute 16 and counting here in the third. They're up two touchdowns, 35 to 21. Two receivers near, one far. Two backs in the backfield, Jackson and Seeley surrounding Davis, who fakes the handoff, just stands, throws down the middle, and it's incomplete. It was an intercepted. No, it went in and through the hands of the intended receiver, Cook. And then right behind him, I think it was Devin White who nearly picked it off, but it bounced before he could get his hands under it. That was close to an interception. Yeah, if the if the wide receiver doesn't get his hands on it, it's a, it's a pick. It yeah. threw it off just in time. Lake Heimerman, they are doing the left knee oh, stability boy. test. Gerard, I can read body language. Yeah. This might be it for Lake Heimerman. Yeah, he is not being consoled by Nate Hefner, the trainer. Here we go, third down and 10. The Lopers are five for seven tonight. Crowd that has stuck around making noise. Davis is going to run a quarterback draw. He gets his legs taken out from under him. He will not get the first down. Wyatt Seidel trips him up at the 29-yard line. A gain of four, and for the first time since the first possession, the Tigers are going to force a three and out for the Lopers. It's because Wyatt Seidel didn't bite on the potential that it was going to be a pass play. He played the quarterback, and this was the best series of Fort Hay State of everybody doing their job. You broke serve, and uh, Nebraska Kearney has to punt here yeah. in this third quarter. They're late in getting their punt team on. The play clock already under 10. Hunter Kraus, a Taylor, Nebraska product. Loop County High School is the kicker. And the Tigers will set up a return. Not a very high kick. It's going to take a Carney bounce. That's a free ball picked up by Fort A. State. Great move by Schrader, and he brings it out to the 44. It went off the back of a loper. It's a, basically a bonus play. Schrader could fumble. It doesn't matter. He gets about 15 yards after the miscue, and the Tigers will have it at the, their own 46-yard line. Former Tiger All-American basketball that player. That will be the quarter break. 35-31. Carney. We're back promotion. for the fourth quarter on a the Tigers. Sports through the target between quarters. Structure. Maybe that's an omen here for this Tiger team. They're going to start at their own 46, down 35-21 to Nebraska. Carney. Still a good crowd has stuck around, although this Near-capacity crowds, quite a few left at halftime, but Fort A. State still battling out there, trying to figure out a way to get back in this game. A chance to make it a one-score game here. Soto starts out as a wide receiver on the left side, now shifts into the backfield. Shotgun snap for Fuller. Throws his dart, caught by Okechuku across midfield, tries to stretch out of a couple of tackles and carries the pile to the 48-yard line. Blake Bubach, the tackle, but he's going to get about six on that first down run to the Loper, 48. Or first down pass. Okay, Chuku got tackled by three guys, and he <laughs> never hit the ground. Finally just pushed him out. Yeah, we haven't seen Montario Birchfield as much here in the second half. We've seen Okay Chuku. He and Ramsey are split to the right side. Alex Schramer, who has another touchdown catch today, here to the near. Tigers down 35-21 early fourth quarter. Fuller back to pass with time. Steps up, and now he's sacked. Just as I said, he steps up in the pocket. It crumbled, sacked for the first time, back of the 44 by Shane Henderson. 
Yeah, he pushed a Tiger right back into the lap of, uh, of the quarterback, Fuller. But Nebraska Kearney, they switched something up on this series, and they started rushing four, so there was nowhere for Chance to escape. So now it's third down and 12. The Tigers are two for six on third down today. And is it four down territory? Three receivers split to the left, one here to the right, one here to the left. That's tight end Hunter Butke. There's the slap of the hands. Fuller steps up, pocket crumbling, dumps it, screen pass Soto at the 50. Stutter steps 45, first down to the 40, tries to break the tackle, 35 to the 30, and pushed out of bounds there. There's a flag way, way back, back in the, the backfield. Back they roughed the quarterback. Chance is hobbling as he got up. This is going to be yards, I think, tacked on. What a great, great run or catch after run by Adrian Soto all the way down to the 30, so that's a Play of 26 yards. Will be 15 more at the Plus end of the it. penalty, Al. Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Number 92. Defense. 15-yard penalty added to the end of the play. Wilson, first down. What a great play call. Man. Nebraska Carney brought four. They rushed two more, and it was the perfect play call at the perfect time. Well, the Tigers are now down. Oh, my goodness. That's close to ejection. I mean, he just whipped Fuller right into the ground well after the ball was out of his hands. So half the distance is going to mark it at the 16-yard line. So they said he was down at the 31. So the Tigers have it at the 16-yard line, down 35-21 with 13-36 to go. They're back inside the farm up a minute supply red zone. Now Vashon Waiters is in at quarterback, and Keelan Chapman is in at running back. Play action, and it's going to be a throw to the end zone. It's caught by Bucky. Touchdown for Hastings. Vashon Waiters acted like he was going to be running. And threw a bullet to Butke. And the Tigers have cut it to 35 to 27 with 13-24 to go in the game. You felt like the throw from Vashon was coming because he handed off the first time he was in the game. He ran it the second time. And so because it's such a gadget-type play, you you let the defense believe that, okay, that's all the kid can do, and then he throws that touchdown. There's the extra point, a key one from Avila Castro, and it's right through the uprights. 35-28, to 28. that's Vashon Waiter's second touchdown pass of the season and his career, and we have a timeout. 13-24 to go here at Lewis Field. Tigers within a touchdown, 35-28, on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Ball brought to you by the Hayes Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, and compassion all right here. Hayes Orthopedic Institute, they're the official team physicians for four-day state athletics. In our fourth quarter, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer's Dive In Taste Buds. Enjoy a Bud Light Seltzer today, and remember to drink responsibly. Well, the Tigers have closed the gap to 7, 35-28. They were down 21-0 at halftime, 13-24 to go. They got a three-and-out defensively last series. They need to get another stop here to try to get a tied score. Last kickoff. From Janky went into the end zone. Another good high end over end kick. This is going to be fielded at the four. Jackson from the four brings it middle of the field to the 10. Stretches far side and he's rattled up and taken out of the 17 yard line. Good kickoff return coverage. Janky's kicks have been higher. Tigers have been able to defend them better. And the Lopers are going to start negative of the 20. Travion Mitchell down there in special teams coverage. They're going to give him progress to the 20, they say, and that's where the Lopers will have it first to 10. Remember the first kickoff of the year against Northwest Missouri oh, State? Goodness. Got about eight and a half feet off the ground. 
almost hit an official probably. I don't know. A little, little better. He's probably a little juiced on that kickoff. Well, a little better now. Parker Jenke is a, is a Nebraska guy out of Chapman, Nebraska. First and ten lopers from their own 20. Tigers need to fight, figure out a way to get a stop here and get off the field. Three receivers at the near side for Davis. Jackson in the backfield. They give to Jacksons, cuts it near side, carries the pile. Boy, that offensive line just blowing the Tigers off the ball. That's a seven-yard run, an easy seven-yard run for Jackson. Colin Crispin-Gorley, the Hutchinson Community College transfer in on that tackle, but seven yards on first down for the Lopers, second and three. Yeah, you got to be able to stop a team, though, that or force a turnover of a team that just runs so yeah. efficiently. And again, they don't turn it over very often. They have only three this year, two fumbles and one interception. Nearly had an interception earlier in the ball game. Ended up being a fourth. Uh, Tigers did force a punt. Three receivers to the right once again. Same formation. Toes the tight end here to the near side. Jackson the setback. They give him the ball. Big hole. And then he gets his feet taken out from under him. But he has a first down to the 35. Jimon Preston a good open field tackle. That would have been an even bigger gain. But as it stands, it goes for eight and a loper first down. Yeah, Fort A. State has got to start rotating in some guys here on the defensive line in order to find some sort of combina uh, combination. Uh, looks like it was Sanders that came back in. And that might have been Keon Clark as well. And look, John Johnson is one of the linebackers, Lake Heimerman, injured earlier in the ball game for four-day state. It did not look good with a knee injury. Well, Nebraska Kearney is in full clock kill mode yeah. now, aren't they? Clock inside, 12 minutes to go, 35-28 Lopers. They led 21-0 at halftime. Handoff, nope, keeper by the quarterback. Davis makes a Tiger miss, then runs out of bounds just in front of the 40-yard line. He was forced out over here by Ty Cooper. They're going to say step down to the 38, so he gains three, second down and seven. It's one of the poor decisions, maybe the only one that T.J. Yeah. Davis made tonight, because if he hands that off, his running back has a clean path on the left side. That offensive line had just bulldozed all the right side of the Fort Hay State Tigers. 11 and a half to go in a game. Second down and seven. Lopers by a touchdown after leading by three touchdowns at halftime. They're taking this play yep. clock down to side 10 each time before they make their decision on the play. They look to the sideline for the play. Kearns is in there and running back. He will get the carry. Gaping hole up the middle. He's got a first down across the 45 and up to the 48. That offensive line just taking charge. Jive and Preston making the tackle, but he'll move the chains on a 10-yard run. Yeah, and this right right now, this is trouble for Fort Hay State because it is uh, it is Nebraska Kearney's offensive line. I don't know if they said something on the sideline, but just basically yeah. like give us the game. Again, three receivers split to the left. Toes the tight end here to the near side. Kearns the running back. He will shift from the right left and now line up right of T.J. Davis. Colorado Springs Jr. at a Whitefield high handoff, and that time Kearns runs into the back of a Tiger, then gets taken down from behind by Wyatt Seidel. It's the one-yard gain to the 49, second down and nine for UNK. That's Clock rolling, though, down 10 and a half to go. That's because somebody took Hunter Hayes and put him on his rear end in the backfield, and the running back had to jump over top of Hunter Hayes. It slowed the play down enough for us of the Tigers to get there. Hayes, the former Tiger, made five starts in 2018. He was a good one. Tigers really liked him, but he went closer to home in Carney. He's from McCook. Play action. Back to pass Davis. He dumps in the flat. It's caught over there. Caught by Michael Cook, but then a good open field tackle. Short of the first down. It's going to bring up third down and five. Menges was there. 
Will White was there to make the tackle at the 47 of Fort A State. And now another big third down for the Lopers. Third down and five from the Tiger 47. And this crowd, give them credit. They are still trying to help on this Tiger team. This is a critical play in this game. Tigers down a touchdown. Third down and five Lopers from the Fort A State 47. 9.30 and counting here in the fourth. Four days with down 21 to nothing at halftime. They've crawled back and they're within seven. Kearns will line up to the left of Davis. Play clock at three. There's a handoff and Kearns is hit. He won't get it. He's brought down for a short gain of maybe one. Miles Menchus brings him down. It's a one-yard gain. It's fourth down and four for Nebraska Kearney. What do they do here at the Tiger 46? Their punt team is coming on. Wow, what a stop for the Tigers. They've got a chance now to get a score and tie it, but the punt team, do your job. Exactly. We've seen this before, a fake punt against Central Missouri several seasons ago. Washburn did it too. Washburn did it. There's a high snap, great catch by the punter, Krause. He just saved the game. High end over end kick, fair caught at the 14-yard line, and Forday State's got a chance. They're down seven. They have the football with 8.35 to go at their own 14-yard line. We have a timeout. We'll take the break. One minute along the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Tonight's fourth quarter brought to you by Bud Light Seltzers. Dive in, taste buds. Enjoy a Bud Light Seltzer today, and remember to always drink responsibly. Well, here we are, fourth quarter. Tigers have hung around, and now they get a couple of stops. They've got the ball with 8.35 to play. They trail Nebraska Kearney by a touchdown, 35-28. to 28. It was 21 to nothing, Kearney at halftime. Can the Tigers come through? Offensively, they've been really good since halftime. They're going to start at their own 14-yard line. They'll send Ramsey in motion. He'll line up in the left slot. Fuller dropping back to pass. He's going deep downfield looking for Ramsey. He overshoots him. Ramsey got a step on the defensive back, but the throw was a little bit far. Blake Bubeck in coverage, and that pass been on target. Ramsey may still be running. Yeah, Second down and 10. And I think that that's a, just a little bit of miscommunication. Ramsey saw that the sideline was open, and so he's trying to direct Chance into the, the open spot. Chance is still throwing the route because he can't see that where Ramsey had gone. Second down and 10, Tigers down 35-28 to 28 here with eight and a half to go in a the game. They give it to Adrian Soto, looks for a little bit of a crease. He breaks a tackle, 25, crushes across to the 28-yard line. That'll move the chains in a first down. Darius Swanson the tackle, but a 14-yard run for Adrian Soto out to the 28-yard line. Yeah, 10 carries, 80 yards Man. for Adrian Soto in this game. Great patient run, just found a little bit of a crease as he stretched it around the left tackle, and he gets 14. First and 10 Tigers at their own 28. 8.05 and counting down 35-28. to 28. Good homecoming game again here tonight at Lewis Field. Two receivers near, one far. Fuller back to pass, steps up in the pocket, throws it downfield. He's got Soto. Great catch inside the 40 and out of bounds at the Loper 38. Terrell Williams the tackle. That was a big time over the shoulder catch by Adrian Soto. They're going to say he stepped out of bounds at the 32-yard line. 
That'll be a completion of 41 yards and a first down. That is the offensive line giving champs all day to throw. You give him enough time, he's going to sh- find the open guy. You know, Soto does all those kickoff returns too. We're going to have to start looking at record um, years well, for all-purpose yards. He had a bimmer. That was a big kick return he had that kind of turned some momentum around and flipped the field. That was a great over-the-shoulder catch. Two receivers right, one left. That is Deontay Crutchfield. Hand out, no play action. Fuller, all sorts of time. He goes across the middle, looking for Crutchfield, and he overshoots him. Crutchfield reached out for it. It was off his fingertips. He had the defensive back beat. That would have been a touchdown, but he could not hold on to it. Not a bad throw from Fuller, just a little bit. He was diving. He was in a full-out dive, and it was about... Two or three inches beyond his fingertips. Crutchfield underran the route a little bit. It's a post route. You go at the post, middle of the field, and he cut it off just a little bit. He didn't have the right angle. Yeah, he hadn't played till tonight. He was out with a broken finger injury that he suffered early in camp. Second down and 10 for the Loper, 32. Fuller in the pocket, steps up, zings it. Caught by Stramer, breaks the tackle to the 15. Spins and knocked out at the 10. It'll be a first and goal. 22-yard completion to Alex Stramer. Zach Schlager, the tackle. First and goal, Tigers. They're back inside the farm up of an end supply red zone. Boy, let that offensive line eat. They are giving Chance an opportunity in this game. He has had some time. Now the Lopers who have been dictating this game, they're on their heels defensively. First and goal, Tigers trying to tie it up here with 6.50 to go in the game. Fuller's going to run, breaks the tackle, 10 to the 5, dives, is he in? No signal yet, he's down at the 1. He's down at the 1, a 9-yard scamper. Schlager saved the touchdown, and Chance Fuller comes up hobbling a little bit. He's taking himself out, and here comes Vashawn Waiters in. Well, this is Bashan Wader country right here. He dies. Boy, seeing the replay, it looked like he was in. It looked like he was in on the replay. They mark it just inside the one. It'll be second and goal for the Tigers, down 35 to 28 with 6.17 to go. Okachuku was late getting into the play, and now they're going to stop the Tigers to allow the defense to set up. That's okay. You don't have to use a timeout here. Play clock down to five. It's down to four. And now Waiters says, hurry up, let's go. And they just got the snap away. Hand off Chapman. Hit at the goal line. Touchdown. Fort Hayes State. Keelan Chapman scores the touchdown for the Tigers. That is his first touchdown in a black and gold uniform. And Fort A. State is an extra point away from tying Nebraska Kearney with just under six to go. Give Vashon Waiters all the credit in the world. He kept the everybody calm, knew he had time, and when the official ran back, he screamed at the offensive line to get down and just immediately called for the ball. Tons of credit to Vashon Waiters. He could start on a lot of teams. There's the extra point, and it's good, and we are tied. We've got a tie game with 5.58 to go. What a comeback by the Tigers. It's 35 to 35. They were down 21 to nothing at halftime, and they have come all the way back to tie it, but we're right in Carney territory here. Let's go downstairs to Jonathan Zweigert. Guys, about 20, 25 minutes ago, this place was dead silent. And now everybody, the thousands who stayed, are on their feet, and this place is loud again. Fort A State on a Keelan Chapman touchdown run. Seven plays, 86 yards. Remember the big catch by Soto. 
Big catch by Schremer. And then the one-yard run by Chapman, his first touchdown as a Tiger. He hasn't played since week one. He had that ankle sprain against Northwest, and now the defense has had two straight stops need to find a way to get another one. Remember, Carney, the last two wins, they have come from behind and scored in the final play of the drive, or final drive of the game. There's a kick taken to the four-yard line by Johnson, and he gets belted at the 16. Oh, my goodness, what a hit. Parker Jenkins with a kicker on that tackle. Wow. The Lopers are going to start at their own 16. are going to give him credit to the 17-yard line. I bet it been Shane Watts, 48 at that 40. It was Shane Watts. These jerseys are hard to read, especially at night through tinted glass. Here we go. 5.53 to go in the game. 35-35, Tigers were dead in the water down 21-0 at halftime. Now the defense needs to find a way to get another stop. This crowd that has stuck around is into it. Play action, Davis to throw, has time, throws in the flat, it's caught, and it's close to a first down. Little hesitation there by the quarterback, and the ball was caught on the far sideline by Isaac Gleason. Will White on that tackle to give him nine. Out to the 16-yard line, second down, and or to the 26, second and one. Here's the here's the thing about the mistress of momentum is that if you play to it, if you're the defense, and again, you don't do your job do and you're your trying job. to do too much to get this crowd going, you let something bad happen. Tigers have done their job here in this middle portion of the game. Play action, keeper by the quarterback, and Davis will have the first down. He just ran behind that big offensive line. Needed one, he got two out to the 28. And that'll move the chains in the first down. I like Carney there. They just they get that first down and let's move on. Well, Landon Teal the tackle for Fort A State. That's what their offensive coordinator is thinking. Let's go ahead and just get the first down, fresh set of downs to work with and start killing this clock. Again, this is a Carney team who's been here. Yep. This is not new for them, and now they don't need a touchdown to win either. They came from 10 down at halftime in Pittsburgh. Their last two wins, they've scored on the final drive of the game with a touchdown inside a minute to go. It's 35 all with 4.44 to play here in Lewis Field. Play action. Davis to throw. Hit as he throws. There's a deep downfield. It's incomplete. Jimon Preston jostling with Xavier Delk. They let him jostle. The pass was off target, and it's second down and 10 for Nebraska Carney. Pretty good coverage there by Jimon. Yeah, and I thought that was good. Good a piece of officiating because both players were pushing on one another, but neither really got an advantage. And then the pass anyway ended up being four yards wide of the mark. Second down and 10 for the Lopers. 4.37 to go here in Lewis Field. We're tied at 35. It was 21-0, Carney at halftime. Three receivers split to the right. Sealy the lone setback. Draw play by the quarterback. Davis just lunges forward, not a whole lot. Brought down by John Johnson, the Dodge City freshman. That'll be a gain out to about the 32-yard line. Gain of four, now it's third down and six. The Lopers are now five of nine on third downs today. Boy, John Johnson has seen that play before. John played some defense down in Dodge City, and the quarterback, Foster, whose dad played here at Fort Hayes State, he ran that play a lot. John had seen that before, that's nothing new. Here we go, third down and six. Tiger defense has been much better on third down here in the second half, they need a stop. 35 all, we're inside, four to go in a game, and we have a timeout called, I think, by Nebraska Kearney. Timeout. 
Timeout, Carney. There we go. There's a Western Bookard, Kansas song. James Bookard was trying to tell us. <laughs> All right, timeout, Lopers. They have only one left. Well, it's come down to a third down play right here. If the Tigers get a stop, they've got a chance to get the ball and maybe pull this one out. They are, we're down 21-0, and it was not looking good. And even when the Tigers got a couple of scores, they couldn't get a stop, but the defensive kind of figured it out. And what you have to like about this Tiger team, they have kept playing. You keep playing, you keep playing, you keep finding ways to score, and now they've made a few stops and they've got the momentum, and it really comes down to a big third down play right here. One of the guys out in the defensive huddle right now is Lake Heimerman. Lake is on crutches. Season, who knows? But he is out there talking to John Johnson. He's out there talking to Miles Menges. When you're a player, you don't have to stop being a player because you're hurt. Third down and six. Lopers from their own 32. There's 3.54 to go. Tigers trying to pull off a monumental comeback tonight against the 12th-ranked Lopers. Three receivers right. Cena the lone setback. Davis to throw. Tigers trying to pressure. Davis now stutters. Looks to run. Breaks a couple of tackles. Keeps the play alive. Now steps up. He's hit. He goes down. The Tigers get him. Sacked by Jamin Preston. And the secondary let nobody open. And the Tigers get another third down stop. The Lopers will punt with 3.30 and counting to go in the game. Miles Menges ran about 45 yards on that blitz chasing around Davis. And so he never let Davis set his feet. Even if Davis saw somebody open, he would have had to have a Mahomes' pass <laughs> to be able to just flip it down the field. Alex Schremer back of the 25-yard line to receive this punt. It's a high, wobbly punt. Schremer has room to return it, and he fair caught it. Made the wise, smart decision at the 34. Good field position, a 37-yard punt. However, it was not real high. They're going to mark him to the 33 is where they're going to mark the ball. So 38 yards on the punt. There's 3.05 to go in this football game. Four-day State has the ball, and they've got a chance to do what Nebraska Carney has done to people all year long, win on the final drive of the game. This is why Schremer fair cut. He didn't look down to see where everybody was. He just wanted to make the catch. Smart play. Real quick, 10 seconds for station identification. This is four-day State football. First and 10, Tigers from their own 33, 35, all late fourth quarter. Fuller play action, throws it, dumps it over the top. Schremer, the catch, in open space at the 45 and steps out of bounds at the 46-yard line. That'll be a 13-yard gain. They're going to mark it the 47, give him 14, and a first down. Just a little lob over the defense there by Chance Fuller. Well, Schremer watches that ball into his hands, doesn't he? He, Chris Brown told us he is going to be really, really good. We're starting to see that here his freshman year. Empty backfield for Chance. Three receivers right, two to the left. Ramsey and Schremer here to the left side. That's the short side of the formation. Slap of the hands by Fuller. There's the snap. Here comes some pressure. Caught at the 50, and then Ramsey stepped out of bounds. His foot hit at the 50. So just a gain of three. Second down and seven. Just a simple out pattern, and the Tigers get positive yardage. 2.30 to go, so the clock continues until the two-minute mark, even though we got out of bounds. Nebraska Kearney had four down linemen. They rushed another one for five, so they blitzed. Fort Hay State linemen picked it up. So now Kearney goes three down linemen. They'll bring in a third linebacker. In fact, they're going to bring in a nickelback, an extra safety. Blake Buback, who had not been in the last two plays, is now in. Okay, Chuku and Ramsey split to the right side. Now... Soto lined up as a receiver. He goes to the backfield, gets the carry, lunges up the middle, still on his feet, and taken down to the 45. He'll pick up five on that run, brought down by Ty Beeman, and now it's third down and three for Fort Hay State. 
We have not seen much of Ontario Birchfield in the second half. Josh Okechuku, who did not play a week ago, has gotten most of the reps. He and Ramsey split to the right. Schremer here to the near side. Handoff goes to Soto. He's got a first down, still on his feet. 40, runs over a loper, 35, still running. Then they finally put him back, but he's going to get progress down to the 32-yard line. He's got a first down. Terrell Williams, the tackle. They're going to give him progress to the 32, a gain of 13 on third down. It was a quick snap. Usually the Tigers go to the line. They check the sideline. What's the play? None on that time. Get Adrian Soto the football and run forward. A minute 33 and counting in the ballgame. 35 to 35. Fort A State has all three timeouts left. Well, that offensive line has done a great job here in the second half. Amari Angram Bolden, Senatui Teahama, Kelly Gossage, and Strouder. First and 10 Tigers. Handoff. That is Chapman. Breaks a tackle. Breaks another. Near inside by 20. 15, 10, 5. And pushed out of bounds. Inside at the 1. Could have been a horse collar. Fort A. State has it first and goal with a minute 12 to go on a 31-yard run by Chapman. How has Fort A. State gotten back into this ball game? Passing, right? They passed the ball, and now they're just running it right back down at them. Right inside the far mobile supply red zone. Combines, hay equipment, skid steer loaders, and compact tractors. You'll find them all. Farm mobile supply, Plainville and Colby. First and goal, still a minute 12, but the Tigers... Chance Fuller is back in there. Tigers could run some clock here if they desire, but you just want to get a score if you can. There's a handoff to Chapman. He gets hit, keeps his feet rolling. He is in. Touchdown, Fort A. State. Keelan Chapman's second one-yard touchdown run, and Fort A. State has come all the way back from 21 to nothing down. They lead the Lopers 41-35 with a minute seven to go in the game. Fort A. State has scored on six straight possessions. Remarkable. Keelan Chapman, who hasn't played since the Northwest Missouri State game, two straight scores and now a huge extra point. The kick is up and the kick is good. Avila Castro splits the uprights. 42 to 35. Now a minute and seven agonizing ticks on the clock. Can the Tigers come all the way back from 21-0 down at halftime? What a ball game here tonight. Four-day state under Chris Brown when trailing at halftime, 12 and 31. The last time the Tigers got a win when they trailed at halftime, they won in two overtimes up in Nebraska Kearney in 2018. How about that? That was when a field goal glanced off a crossbar. Still a minute and seven to go. Boy, how about that? Big catch by Schremer. Big run by Chapman to get it down to the one. Then Chapman with a one-yard plunge to give the Tigers the lead. And now you got to hold your assignments here and kick return coverage. Jackson's got some wheels. Last couple of kicks from Janky have been high and deep. In fact, one of them a touchback. I was going to say, if he's got one of those touchbacks left in him, this is a good time to use it. Pretty good kick, high and over. And they're going to call for a fair catch. Jackson calls for the fair catch. That's a smart move. Takes no time off the clock. No time off the clock. They'll get it to 25. The four-day state defense. It has been an uphill struggle for them, but boy, the last three possessions, they found a way to get a stop. And now the Tigers have the lead, but now they need to come up with one more stop. 42 to 35, Fort Hayes State. It was 21 nothing, Carney at halftime. 
Tigers were still down 14 points after three. Here we go. Devin White, the true freshman out of Tampa, Florida, in at the quarterback along with Jimon Preston. Everybody on their feet here at Lewis Field. Davis dropping back to pass. He's got time. Flushes to his right. Looking downfield. Nobody open. He's going to tuck it in. Runners at the 30. Gets taken out of the 32. He'll get about five, maybe six on first down. Chased down by Jordan Starks. Lopers only have one timeout left. We're at 51 seconds. The ball is spotted the 32-yard line. He picked up seven. Second down and three for Nebraska Kearney. They're not needing a touchdown. They're down seven. Quick pass by Davis. Caught and then hit immediately on the completion to Cody Nelson. Will White the tackle at the 39-yard line. He picks up seven. That'll move the chains and a first down for the Lopers. 34 seconds to go in the game. He was brought down inbounds, so the clock is rolling. 30 seconds to play. Kearney needs a touchdown. 42-35 Tigers. Two receivers left, one right. Davis dropping back to pass. Steps up in the pocket, throws. He's got a man open. He overshoots him. Is it intercepted? It's picked up. Jamin Preston, the interception. Fort A. State has the first turnover of the game, and the Tigers are going to win it. What a comeback. What a comeback. That was actually Devin White, the freshman. Devin White, number two, picks it off at the 40. Are you kidding me? What a remarkable, remarkable comeback and win for this Fort A. State football team. Well, wow. You want to take a poll of this entire place. How many people were done at halftime? Down 21-0, and there was no spark at all. And this team, man, wow. And that avalanche of momentum just kept rolling. The Tigers just kept playing. They need to take one snap. Carney has one timeout. They can stop it once. It will not matter if they do. Devin White, the freshman. There's the snap. There's the knee. There's the ball game. The 40 State Tigers come back from a 21 to nothing halftime deficit and they turn the tables on the Lopers who'd won their last two games with scoring drives in the final minute. The Tigers somehow pulled the cat out of the hat and they win it 42 to 35. A homecoming win that will be remembered for a long, long time. And who knows where it goes from here. Thanks, Gerard. Coach, congratulations on the victory um, as maybe of an improbable comeback if, as you've been a part of as a, as a coach. Yes, yeah, one of our biggest ones I've ever had to come back from. I mean, we were down. You know, the kids, you know, in the locker room, we talked about you can either be a man here or we're going to quit. And we we'll figure out what kind of team that we have right now. And, uh, you know, those guys came out and battled, you know, that, that, that second half. Um, you know, still gave up some points there a little bit, but our defense finally buckled down, stopped them, and then our offense finally started getting rolling. And, you know, some guys made some great plays like they were supposed to. And when their number was called, they made the play. And, I mean, I'm so proud of our kids. I mean, it's easy for teams in that situation just kind of lay down and just kind of let things happen. But it's not our kids. I think we finally saw Tiger football back. And, uh, and you see how we can truly play when we put everything together. Down 21 at halftime, but then down 21 two more times. You guys scored and they answered right back twice. Down 35-14, did, did at any point did it seem like it's just not going to be the Tigers' night? 
it was just, you know, if we just get a few stops, you know, and that was our thought. If we just get a few stops, I felt like our offense was really rolling now. And, uh, and that's what happened. We got the stops when we need to get the stops. We got some big plays when we need to get the big plays. And, uh, but you always are like, just need to get that one stop. And once we started doing it, I, thought, I knew we had a good chance to go win this game. And, uh, and that's all we did. You know, coaches made some great calls offensively and defensively. Our special teams played pretty well, you know, in the second half, especially, you know, pinning them deep. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of our kids, their effort, and everything they did today. Did, those, did anything change on those final three, four stops of the game? I think just kids started to kind of figure it out finally. You know, T.J. Davis, he's a heck of a player. I, like I said, he's he's going to make some plays, you know, but you just need to get him, you know, second and long, put him in a passing situation, and then you got to corral him and, and then be able to stop him. But he's got some good moves, some good jukes. I mean, he just hesitates enough just to kind of make you miss. But I think our guys finally locked in. They pinned their ears back a little bit more. I thought we played harder. We played with more effort. And we played more physical. And that's something that we've been looking for in, you know, these last four games, you know, is being more physical. And we finally saw it here in the second half today. Didn't score on five possessions in the first half and then scored on all of them in the second half. What changed? Kids just making plays. You know, we were kind of trying to – we finally figured out what they were kind of doing defensively in certain situations and, you know, seeing how they are getting lined up and making our calls off of that. And, uh, you know, our coaches did a good job of going in at halftime, making the adjustments that we needed to make and, uh, you know, getting points on the board and being able to stop them as well. So hats off to my coaches as well. They did a great job of getting our kids ready and getting them prepared and really making the adjustments that we needed. Seems like we've seen the evolution of the offensive line get better and better every night. I don't know if they've been any better than they were tonight. They were good. They were really good. Still a little bit too much pressure on my quarterback at times, you know, and, you know, Chance ran more than he usually runs. And, uh, you know, he started coming out of his own element. But, you know, they did a good job. You know, the run game was there again. I thought we did really well in the run game, you know, probably not as many yards as we want to, but I still think we had quite a few. I think we had, what, 206 yards rushing. That's still pretty good for us. Anytime you got a 200-yard game, that, that's, that's impressive. But, you know, Soto hitting the holes again, you know, Getting Keelan back is a big part of that as well. And, uh, you know, our, our guys played well you know, in the second half, not so well the first. We saw uh, Lake Heimerman go down during the game. He was on crutches. John Johnson stepped in, seemed to play very well. But there was a moment where uh, during a timeout, Lake is on crutches, but he's out with the players helping out and, uh, and not, you know, standing on the sidelines but back away from everybody. That's leadership. You know, I think we finally in the second half found some leadership, you know, on this team, um, some grit, you know, some guys that you know, we're going to figure things out and, and find a way to win this ball game. And it all starts with your leadership and your guys stepping in, whether they're injured or not injured, being there, supporting those kids, getting them motivated, getting them pumped up and fired up. And that's what those kids did. And I really thought, you know, this second half, we found ourselves again. And hopefully we can continue playing like that the rest of the year. Over 6,700 at the game tonight. But as a coach, do you even notice that? You do. You do uh, just because of the noise, you know, when you have that enthusiasm in the stands, the excitement in the stands, not so much more on offense except when we make a big play and the big cheers after. But, you know, when your defense is out there and they're loud and they're causing problems for the other offense, trying to get their calls and things in and then, you know, hopefully have them make some mistakes, you do, you do hear it. And I'm so proud of our fans. I'm so thankful for our fans because we got the best fans in America. It's, it's going to be a, an odd question, but how do you build off of something like this? I'm, I'm supposing there's plenty to talk about, but how do you build off just a, an epic come, comeback? 
just playing four quarters. You know, that, that's all we got to teach our kids. You know, we came out the first half and didn't play very well. You know, we played well a second, but we got to start putting a whole game, whole entire game together, not just halves and quarters and, you know, plays here and there. And, you know, if we can play every game like we did the second half, we're going to win a lot of ball games. But if we don't, you know, we're going to be back at square one. So it's, but I think we finally got a taste. You know, we finally got some confidence. We finally got, you know, our Tiger football team back, you know, tonight. And, uh, you know, again, all thanks to God, too. I mean, the glory to him. Um, our kids, we pray constantly and, and thank you for everything that he does for us. But, you know, he, he's the reason we win and lose ball games. And, you know, he, he's in our corner. Coach, congratulations on the win. Thank you. Back to you, Gerard. Down here with Tiger quarterback Chance Fuller. Chance, congratulations on a come from behind a victory. Thank you. Just, you know, kind of what are you thinking right now after the game in which you guys were able to rally for the win? Uh, we got it done. Um, we struggled in the first half. We knew we could we could do that the whole game, but we put it together. Defense came up, clutch with some stops. Everyone just came together, and we realized that we had to do it for each other. You find yourself down three scores and hadn't put any points on the board. What was kind of going through your mind, and what was the conversation like on the, on the sideline? Because we were cl we were close each time. Uh, we I missed a few. We had a few drops, but we knew we were close, and we just had to put it all together, and I think in the second half we did. Um, defense did a great job. Again, O-line, tight ends, this receivers, running backs, we put it all together, and then that's what happened. So if we can play like that the rest of the year, it's going to be hard to beat us. Any changes made at halftime, and what was the discussion like at halftime? Uh, just that we're better than what we put out there. We we knew we could come back. We knew um, that we were the better team, um, and we knew we had to get it done, and we did. Kind of a little bit gunslinger, a little bit towards you know towards the second half. You um, were able to kind of take it on your soldier, shoulders a little bit and throw the football around. That's got to feel great, uh, I would imagine, for you. Oh, it's fun. I love throwing the ball around, but um, receivers got open. I was protected, and uh, it just it's not just me. I couldn't do without the ten other guys. So. Um, it's awesome. It's a great feeling. And offensive line played really well tonight. Had they a lot did. of time. Yeah, they did play well. They always play well. Protect me. Those are my guys. Um, it's crazy that they do that to not get noticed for me to get noticed and other receivers. But uh, shout out to them. Couldn't do without them. And then at times you were pressured a little bit, had to take off and run. But you were able to do that. Obviously, the turf monster might have got you one time, but uh, showed you were able to run the football when you had to. Yeah, I was on my Daniel Jones, but uh, <laughs> it happens. Um, just got to make a plays when, when they're there. Um, so just wanted to get the win, and that's what we did. And to do it against Rank Carney team on homecoming, what's that do going forward for you? Oh, hopefully we can just get rolling. Um, Carney's a great team. They're going to have a good season. But um, we're, we're the better team. I think we have a, one of the best teams in this conference. So we just need to keep rolling and uh, get it done. And it's homecoming here, 6,000-some people here. What was it like to play in front of this group? Oh, it was awesome. Just running out, hearing like, all the cheers, seeing everybody, um, all the alumni. It was awesome. Um, no better game for them to come to. Um, we appreciate our fans, our community. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. They got loud in the game, had to make them call a timeout, and um, it makes a big difference, and they need to keep coming out, and we appreciate it. Awesome. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you. Once again, quarterback Chance Fuller here. Back to you, Gerard. Gerard here with Tiger defensive back Jamin Preston, and Jamin, congratulations on the comeback victory. Just what's running through your mind right now? It's, it's honestly, I'm, I got a lot of mixed emotions. But all week, we just, we just talked about grit. We talked about we're going to face adversity. And what are we doing when we face adversity? <clears throat> what kind of team are we? How are we going to respond to adversity? And we responded with grit and toughness and relentlessness. Have you ever been a part of something like that, even close? I've never been a part of something like that. It's my first experience. It feels great. 
Defensively, you know, they're on offense, they're different. You know, Davis makes him go and he's a running quarterback. What did you guys see from him? And then what was the change that you guys were able to make down the stretch? He was a great player. We just we just started doing our jobs in the second half. We had some miscommunications, didn't do our job sometimes. And we just we just did what we had to do. Everybody doing their job, doing our assignment. We can't be beat. And how about a halftime? What was the discussion like? Did you make any changes? Did anybody say anything? What was it like at halftime? My boy Javaris came up to me. He was like, we need y'all secondary. We counting on y'all to make plays. Too many times that receivers were running wide open in the middle of the field, and that's just because we weren't doing our job. But we just made that adjustment to have great eyes and great feet. We can't be beat. And they're a team that doesn't turn it over a lot, and you guys hadn't, intercept, hadn't had an interception all year. What's it mean to get that one? It, mean, it means a lot, man. My boy, my little dog, uh, Devin, he stepped up, made a play, and we needed it. We just kept doing our jobs. Man, I'm, I'm proud of this team. And then also, homecoming, you know, 60-some hundred people here. This place was packed, and, and obviously some of them left. But uh, what do you got to say for the crowd and how the atmosphere was tonight? It was great, man. For all the alumni coming back, we had to, we had to put on a show for them. We had to, to show them what this team is about, and hopefully we showed everybody in the stands and in this conference what we were about. Very good. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you. Once again, that's John and Preston, Tiger defensive back. Back to you guys.